I'm having a goddamn blast on tour with this Big Mouth and a Small Town tour. So I've added some dates and wanted to let you know where I'm headed next. Uh, yeah, March 14th, I will be in Lakeside, Arizona. And then the 15th and 16th, I'm finally coming to Tucson. So if you're in Tucson, I'm coming to Laughs Comedy Cafe. Get your tickets. We're going to have a good time. My good friend Noah Koffer will be featuring at those shows. He'll also be with me the following weekend when I come to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dr. Grins, I cannot wait to see you guys again. Those are always some of my favorite shows, and I'm sure this year will be no exception. And then I am headed up to my home state of Alaska for the Alaska Before You Die Fest. Anchorage, you better not fucking sit on these tickets. They're going fast. There's a few left. Uh, April 5th, I will be doing shows at the Gumbo House. It's downtown. I'm doing an early and a late show, one night only. It's an intimate venue, so tickets are limited. It's going to be out of control. If you've come to my show at Coots before, you know how fun they are. This venue is so much better for comedy. I can't even explain it. Just get fucking tickets. These shows are going to be wild. And then on the 6th, I'm headed down to Homer. Homer, Alaska. I am coming, performing there for the first time. Alice's Champagne Palace. And then on the 7th, I will be in Seward, Alaska. So Anchorage, Homer, Seward. We're having a goddamn good time. I'm going to come kill at all those shows because I'm a fucking Alaskan assassin. Am I sorry I said that? I don't know. Listen. Dayton, Kentucky, 12th of April. If you are in the Cincinnati-ish area, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Kentucky, this is your chance to see me at a really cool new venue called the Commonwealth Sanctuary. And then I am headed to Portland, May 3rd. I'm headlining the Rip City Comedy Festival. I will be at McMenamin's Mission Theater. You guys, this is a cool theater. We want it to be packed out because, of course I want it to be packed out, but also like, Let's have a goddamn good time in this nice, beautiful theater. So come to that. It's going to be a hell of a time. I can't wait to come back to Portland. And then Wisconsin. I'm headed back your way. But this time I'm coming to Janesville, May 17th and 18th. Green Bay on the 19th. And then what up, Florida? St. Pete, Tampa. I'm coming your way. Uh, Tampa, I will be there June 2nd. And St. Pete, um, they're ahead of that, uh, May 31st. Tampa, I'm at Side Splitters. And if you go to the links in all of my bios or go to their website to get tickets, for a limited time, you can use the code JMS and get $5 off tickets. And wherever you are, I'm trying to get people to buy tickets early instead of waiting to the last minute and making me panic so that if it is going to sell out, it sells out faster so that I know that, the club knows that, maybe we can add a second show. Just FYI, that helps every artist that you're a fan of. So if you can ever buy ASAP, go ahead and do that. Uh, So that's your incentive to buy early in Tampa. And uh, uh, I'll be adding more dates soon. If you did not hear your town, but you want me to come there, head over to my Instagram, instagram.com slash jmscomedy or just at jmscomedy if you're using the app like most of us. Uh, click the link in my bio, join my email list. That lets me know where you guys are so I know what areas want to come see me. Uh, so do that. I can't wait to get to more cities. I'm having so much fucking fun on the road. You guys have been amazing. People have been buying merch. These audiences have been out of control, good, just electric, laughing, having a blast. And I know all these upcoming shows are going to be no exception. So I will see you there jmscomedy.com slash shows to get your tickets. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We're going to have a fucking good time either way. So thanks for listening to this little promo. Enjoy this episode. Ta-ta, idiots. 
What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. What kind of ignorant shit is that? At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. You idiot, you fool! Hey, dummy! This is the Ignorance is Blessed podcast. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Welcome back to Ignorance is Blessed, the podcast that attempts to overcome ignorance, mostly by asking ignorant questions. With me, Jessica Michelle Singleton. I'm a stand-up comedian, and I'm an idiot about a lot of stuff. I want to not be. I like to think that I'm smart, but there's so much I don't know, and that's why we're here, to learn and to laugh at my stupid, stupid questions. If you're new to the podcast, thank you for being here. Thanks for joining us. Please subscribe, rate it, and review it on iTunes. It helps other people find it. Honestly, it just makes me feel good to read your ratings. I share them on my Instagram stories. And I love it. Thank you so much to everyone who has newly subscribed and reviewed. Shout out to my best idiots forever on Patreon. And to everyone, I am so sorry that there haven't been episodes in a couple weeks. I uh, Trying to get this done with stuff off the ground has been so fun. It's a new comedy channel I'm launching with uh, my best friend and uh, former guest of the show and uh, one of the directors of my one-woman show club. I mean, we're, ba- we're basically both doing eight people's jobs for uh, no money getting it off the ground. So uh, I apologize that I've let this slip. I'm trying to get back on it. Um, I've made some changes to the Patreon in my head. I have not put them on the actual Patreon. Here's what's going to go on. I talked about it in the Facebook group. If you want to get involved in more of the conversation uh, about the podcast guests, you can post ignorant questions about our guests or other things suggest other guests just get into conversations it's a good place for discourse maybe you'll find someone who you can uh have a conversation with who maybe has a different viewpoint than you and you guys can learn together and uh in a way that is uh, productive instead of um destructive (laughs) well what am i tony robbins probably not um but my teeth look great i went to the dentist it was a whole thing um so here's what i'm thinking because i don't have time already you guys can see that uh so i was like i gotta switch up the live stream um stuff and i've just been feeling like weird and stressed out about it because of all the like horror stories in the news about micro influencers being murdered so i'm like well i know i have a good group of fans right now but like what if a crazy person comes in i don't know is this too much so i posted in the group and got some suggestions and started stewing over it with a couple friends and here's what i'm thinking the base levels stay the same all the way up to the postcard level, which is $10. For $10 a month, you get a postcard from me every month. Did everyone get theirs last month? I dropped it off at a new post office, and I don't know. Tag me, yell at me if you didn't get one for July. I still need to send them for August. Um, those might come in a little late because I'm flying to Austin for a bachelorette party at the end of this month, so I'm thinking Austin postcards. Uh, and Yeah, so... So $25 and up is going to change. $25 and up, I'm going to offer a certain amount of free tickets to shows and like an annual piece of merch. Um, And uh, for the $50 level, which is my top tier level, I'm going to offer uh, more free tickets to more shows and um, a VIP package, one per year, where um, your drinks, food, etc. will be covered. 
and those will be also transferable to uh, friends if you have someone you want to send to a show of mine and uh, also transferable to comedy store shows whether or not I'm on them so if you are in Los Angeles and you want to see me at the comedy store as one of your choices of tickets or if you're in Los Angeles and I'm not in Los Angeles because I'm on the road and you're like okay but fucking Whitney Cummings and Joe Rogan and Sebastian and Nick Kroll and uh, Neil Brennan are all on a lineup and I want to fucking see that show holy shit and it's sold out I got you if you're at my $50 patron level I will get you in there on my free guest list um, because I have pull at the comedy store Um, so I can do that for you and the $50 level um, if you're at that level which is only two people you've noticed that I am very bad at sending packages so here's what I'm going to do instead of trying to send one thing a month I'm going to move to a like FabFitFun style subscription box. So every quarterly, so four times a year, I'm going to send you like a care package. Instead of just one thing, it'll have at least one piece of Ignorance is Blessed merch, a JMS comedy merch. Um, And then what I'm going to do is create a little survey to get uh, a feel for what your favorite things are so I can customize the box, but then also just fucking maybe I put some weird shit in there that I think is funny, like a penis whistle or whatever that I see somewhere because I'm a child so yeah go in subscription box and I want to eventually customize those so that I have cool pretty boxes but uh, don't expect that for the first few uh, which I'm going to start packaging um, I guess what the first box will be ASAP because uh, I owe you guys stuff anyways I've been sitting on it so I will get the possibly poorly designed coffee cups you'll determine that for yourself obviously saying that um and some other cool stuff i'll get those surveys out to you guys so i can kind of gauge some fun stuff you can throw in extra random uh maybe like if there's a question i don't ask me like i'm also really nerdy about fucking insane clown posse <laughs> or whatever if you're just like a juggalo uh on the low or on the high um you can let me know in that and i will just keep an eye out for cool stuff that i'm like oh this person will really like that because i really think of you guys as like friends and i I'm so appreciative of all the support, but like at that level, it's like, dude, you're fucking part of the reason I stay afloat. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Couldn't do it without you. Um, I know I need to get this episode started, but really quick, I want to bounce back to the Dumbwit stuff. Um, for those of you who don't know, I am starting a comedy, what's going to be a whole comedy like channel sort of, and it'll be, uh, I've been doing a lot of stuff on Twitch. We're probably going to expand from there and maybe have uh, some online series elsewhere. Try to put some content directly just on Instagram. But we're growing it, and uh, you can follow at dumb underscore wits on Twitter and Instagram. Instagram's got some cool clips of videos. We also have a Facebook page, Dumb Wits, D-U-M-B-W-I-T-S. Just look for the pink font with a little light bulb above it. Um, but we've been doing some cool stuff. We just kicked off our second show, um, Slob Ross, which is a live painting show where uh, I get drunk with an artist, uh, an actual, you know, visual artist, painter, drawer. We try to paint along to an episode of Bob Ross while being heckled by Buddy Hutton, who is the behind-the-desk producer. Also, Buddy and I are both in Bob Ross costumes. It's a fucking hell of a time. We just kicked it off this week with Brady Matthews, and next week we have Andy Warren, who is the drummer for the Mowgli's, but also does these awesome pop culture uh, mashup drawings, just as a side thing. So he's going to come on. We're having extra dry martinis because I made the mistake of asking the guests what kind of drinks they like. And whoa, 
but I'm gonna try. Oh, I may. You guys are gonna see if you tune into the stream. I may be like, yeah, no, like I had a sip. We get it. I'm switching to Lacroix and vodka because fuck you. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been. It was so fun. Um, we're trying to get a monitor set up so that I can easily see the chat better because the interaction on that was a little low because my phone kept locking, which I thought was weird with Twi the Twitch app. It doesn't seem to usually do that, but for, for some reason I was having an error. And, um, and my hands were covered in paint. So at some point I was like, well, I'm just gonna have to rely on whatever Buddy says. And Buddy can't read the chat the whole time because he's running around keeping the cameras afloat. Um, it's a two-man band for th something that should be. Uh, like Buddy's worked on several live stream series and he said to me, that he's like, you know, everywhere, like I, he worked at, in Yahoo Esports and he's like, we had like a 20 person team and you and I are running this and He's the only one who knows the tech side. So he's an absolute, like, angel. And the only reason any of the shows get off the ground. But it's, yeah, it is a balancing act right now. And then win Wednesdays from 4 p.m. Pacific, and that's 7 p.m. Eastern, uh, until 9 p.m. Pacific, just five hours, uh, we do Twitch Makes a Movie, where we utilize suggestions from the viewers, and we were working out a new format to get you guys even more involved uh, and make it a little more fun and playful. Uh, on the actors side so it's more improv uh, make a movie and we're gonna start so we basically get suggestions for genre topic lines and uh, our actors have to act out uh, what they've been given by the twitch viewers a couple patrons have been in there every week shout out to gene and eric you guys are the fucking best number ones in there and it's growing it's um it's a slow incline but we see more viewers every week um and we're having so much fun with it and we're gonna start getting a little nerdier into the filming, a little of the tech side, um, to try to reach the audience of people who, you know, really want to learn about filmmaking, learn about cameras. Because there's a lot of those people on Twitch, and I feel like we haven't been, we both feel like we haven't been utilizing our, the knowledge we have and the equipment we have to reach those people. So it's a lot of fun. So if uh, you're not familiar with Twitch, it's a website, it's, it's an app for live streaming. A lot of it's video games, but they have talked about how they want to do different content. So what we're doing is, um, Honestly, it's really innovative. It hasn't been done before. So that's why it's kind of all over the table and I'm, you know, uh, maxed out on my, like, time alive, just 100% done with. And that's, to be honest, part of the reason I have actively slowed down my road work is to really try to get this off the ground. Um, so thank you to those of you who have been tuning in. It's a free app. Uh, so if you're like, I don't know, it seems weird. I don't know about it. I'm not trying to get you to sign up for another Netflix or whatever. Um, come on over. Check it out. Download the Twitch app, twitch.tv slash D-U-M-B-W-I-T-S. That's our channel. And I'll move on. It's, this is the longest intro I've ever done. Um, but we're going to get to our episode. This week's guest, Josh Meyerowitz. He is a wonderful human. Um, he also happens to be on the autism spectrum. And that is what I interview him about. He gets very honest about it. He lets me ask real dumb questions. Uh, he talks about stigmas or things people say to him. Um, struggles like how he had behavioral issues growing up and how he's dealt with him and how like uh little fears will just like manifest in his mind so a thing that's nothing will all of a sudden be like a thing he obsesses over and it's just like very cool he's got the sweetest heart on earth and um it was a joy having him uh so enjoy this episode and check him out um autistic thunder on twitter and uh you can see him uh, as a big part of the o uh, opening and throughout the live roast battle shows in, in uh, Los Angeles. If you ever come, those are Tuesday nights at the Comedy Store. Uh, no more from me. Let's get to our episode. Josh Meyerowitz, living with uh, with having autism. 
I'm going to find a better title. Here you go. Hey, idiots. Welcome back to Ignorance is Blessed. I am here with my friend, Joshua Meyerowitz. Thanks for joining me and us on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, well, let's just get into it, you guys. Uh, Joshua is a comedian with autism. Yes. Is that how I say that? Or on uh, the autism spectrum? Uh, it, it's one and the same. I'm high-functioning autistic. But they actually sort of, if I remember correctly, clarified it. it the spectrum basically, if I remember what my doctor said recently, the, the spectrum basically exists. But, but first and foremost... It's one and the same, basically. There, okay. There's no, there's no exception, or I'm high functioning autistic. Uh, I only really say Asperger's anymore, just because n- most people don't know this. So might as well just write it, especially for jokes, because because you know, like I talk about my twin brother and he's not autistic. I say I have Asperger's, but he's an asshole. You know. <laughs> so like wording wise, but like other than that, I, I, I'm high functioning autistic. Okay. Um, well, let's just kind of dive into what that means, how that affects you. Uh-huh. Because I think that um, a lot of people here, you know, if they've never met someone that, that, that um, is high-functioning autistic, has Asperger's, or that they know, yeah. if, if they haven't been told that, right? I could see someone just going like, oh, that was different, or what's going on? I, I felt this is social interaction felt maybe like they were uncomfortable or it's how does it affect you let's just start with social yeah, stuff yeah yeah m- most it's funny for the most part most people are like because i'm the usually the one that introduces it i have my own anxiety and anxiousness uh and awkwardness excuse me uh and they're like oh if you didn't say anything we would never know yeah yeah and i i like uh, <laughs> i i i'm i have to tell you like, yeah. like otherwise other because then it's like what you said they don't they may not realize it but then it's like oh why is he so weird or they're just like did i make them un-? well because i think people hear the term autism and they expect and when they think this like severe they expect rain man gap of yeah yeah where you're gonna have some magic math thing or I'm not even i'm not i'm not i'm not rain man i'm i say on stage i'm not rain man i'm not even partly cloudy with a chance of rain man <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing well uh, there's a stigma that uh people uh who have autism have, yeah um have like a thing that they're either really good at or uh, hyper oh, hyper focused on yeah. do you have hyper focuses or yes. have you as a child or anything uh I've only had the hyper focuses like when when like at least let me rephrase it. I only noticed them if I had them beforehand. Once I was like a full on teenager, like late late teenagers, even I want to say because like then my hyper focuses were like oh Japanese animation and comic books, video games, movies. Uh, and and j- pro wrestling, I'm a big pro wrestling so nerd. You just sound like other comedians. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the divorce is everyone thinks, oh, but you gotta have, you ha- you're autistic. You have to have like something you're actually smart at. And I'm like, no, this, I'm all, all the stuff I know is unimportant. Yeah, but do do you know? This is just a dumb question. Do you know like a it's ton of facts dumb. about? <laughs> Uh, pro wrestling. Do you know a lot of trivia or basically, but I'm not, even then I have like a weirdly, it's, it's only encyclopedic to a, to a certain degree. But even then I'm, I'm a fucking dunce. Yeah. Do people ever frustrate you with that assumption? Like that they think Mm. that you're gonna, 
No, they they uh, the, since it's I'm only hanging I mainly only have comedians as friends. It's all a bunch of joking that I'm like super smart about something when they know I'm not. <laughs> so so the so, so it's a very loving relationship. I'm very happy. Why did it become my mom for that? I I know. I, I know. You your impression of your mom is just uh, I'm my mother's child. I can't help it. I'm a I'm a Joshua, you have a cookie face. Oh my god. She's oh. very loving. Ah, just, just classic Jewish mother. Oh, absolutely. Like, trust me, I do have an impression of my dad. It's it's not apt. It's 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 okay. Let me re- say re- reiterate. Not reiterate. Let me rephrase. It's apt to a, to an extent. Meaning, when I do his voice, there's an energy and certain tone to it that's hi- uh, not hyperbolic, but what's it called? Uh, kind of like exaggerated. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So so so, but 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 it's mostly on point. And you're like, but that the mom thing that is a hundred percent that is my mom. So my this dad would sound like, "Wumba, oh, leave me alone! <laughs> I walked all day. I made you a steak. Why you have to roll your eyes at me?" <laughs> they're they're very good, loving parents. Oh my gosh, you're from uh, New Jersey originally. New Jersey. First fourteen okay. years of my life. Amazing, and they're still together. Uh, very, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, because they they have to. They 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 they. It's one of those things where. It, they almost can't exist without each other, and because they have children, they want to. My, I have an older sister who, as of like a decade ago, um, was diagnosed with uh, multiple sclerosis, and it's better oh, than hard. her. So, they, <laughs> between me, even though I moved away, and her, like they like they they don't have a reason to divorce because they gotta make sure we're okay. We the gotta kids? make sure you're comfortable. Oh, they gotta, just love you guys. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My twin brother moved away and they get very upset. He doesn't call us. He's very selfish. <laughs> he's a good brother. He's just, he's just, uh, he's always like, I don't wanna, I don't wanna go to Calabasas. So. It's too far. <laughs> yeah, I, I, he lives in Pasadena and has a wife, so. Oh, that whole, the whole wife thing. That's where everyone with wives goes, I feel like, Pasadena. They're like, that's suburb out. <laughs> Hipster Valley. Yeah. yeah, they're like, they either go toward Calabasas or toward, pa- just out of the city. Yeah, yeah. I hope I didn't talk over you or anything. Oh, you're fine. I hope I'm trying not in to not to interrupt because no. I the solidarity is real and I appreciate it. Uh, I just talked I, over you, by the way. Oh my god, <laughs> it's but jump in at any time, oh, truly. Much love, thank you. Um, of course. Um, how old were you when you you just said you live apart from your parents? How old were you when you moved away? Uh, well. Are, are you talking about when me and my family moved to California? Or no, like when you um, moved, moved away from my moved parents out of your parents' house. Uh, three and a half years ago. Yeah, yeah. Was it, that hard for you? No, no. I, I. It was something. I, I mean, it's hard. It, I'm, 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 I'm not lying. I'm, I'm, but I realized that you know what? It was a little hard because of the comfort of living with your family yeah. and having things there for you because. I, but but like I moved in with other comedians, I was in a, I'm in a I'm in a comfortable situation, and I needed to get away from them. I uh, they, yeah, they, I, time. I love my parents, but like they it was starting because it's a vicious cycle with me and them because their anxiety causes each other's anxiety, and th- I'm them more than my siblings are, so their anxiety causes mine or vice versa. So it was it was a cycle, and I I I, I at 31 years old, I was like, you know what? I'm at a point with stand-up comedy. I might not. I, I'm not making any money, but but I'm on it's disability. Hard. Oh yeah, I'm not in it for the money in the first place. No I, one should be. By the way, if anyone's yeah. listening to this, like I'm gonna go become a comedian and make a bunch of money. Yeah, you're a moron. Like <laughs> it's. Yeah, my ultimate goal even is to be a road comic. I don't have any delu- I love that. delusions. I have I have no illusions about myself. 
all I want to do is well, I think that's like a great com- uh, that's a great goal that's, that was my goal yeah. that's my goal yeah. Yeah. road comic as long as it's I'm not a hacky road comic you yeah know? exactly yeah as long as you don't start and that's like the challenge of so it's good to come back to LA is like I don't want to end up pandering to some of the crowds that yeah, you yeah. see where it's, it's easy to just get like well I'm just gonna give them what they want and you just get cornier and cornier and you're like what am I doing? I say this as someone right. who has humped a stool every well, night this week. Well, this one week, is so. a blessing. Oh, you humped a stool. <laughs> yeah. 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 Fucking hack. Like, and, and I comment on it while I'm on stage. I'm like, this is my art. Like, I know it's very intellectual. Yeah. I, uh, I, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I luckily, bec- and this is one of the few blessings of being autistic and performing standup is I can only concentrate on myself anyway. I can't pander. Yeah, you're like, I'm too busy like panicking Ta- about or talking own, about my own things. Making sure I remember bits to use so I can fill out this hopeful 30 minutes to a 45. I don't even know if I have 45 yet, 10 years in. I, know, I, I think That's I have hard. 30. Yeah, people make it sound so easy when it is. It, I mean, I have a hard time writing in the first place. I, I, I have a hard time working on myself in general. Like, I'm so glad that you and everyone else in the comedy community is so loving and accepting and like oh. helpful. Like, trust me, you once you originally told me you wanted to have me on this podcast. Like it had to be four years ago. Yeah. And I know what I did. I was like, I wait, waited. I don't, it hasn't been around that long, but oh. it was a long yeah. time ago. Not, not to toot my own horn, but I waited patiently because like, I'm just happy. It's nice to be wanted. It's nice yeah. to do things with friends. I never would hold it against anyone that, I try to check in or, or try and say something, but, uh, but never be afraid to check in in general on shows yeah. and stuff. Cause that's the thing I think that we all get hung up on. And I've talked to a lot of comedians. Right, who, I get scared. I don't want people. I don't want to bother you, anybody. I, I don't, don't want to make them feel like I'm using them. Yeah. yeah but it's okay to have, um, occasional check-ins. And <laughs> I think a lot of us struggle with that. And that took me a long time. I didn't even, I would never even ask for spots. Right. And then Same. somebody told me that. And then I was like, okay, well, you know, I'll, you know, once a month, sit down and reach out and ask people for spots and yeah. follow up. And I started getting more spots. Okay. Jeff Ross, when I did his podcast, told me, oh, you got to ask for spots. And I'm, in the back of my mind, it's like, does that mean, I'm, even though I'm more than willing to accept rejection because that's part of the job yeah. anyways. Um, does that mean other than asking other people, is it okay to ask him? Because he's Jeff Ross. You're I don't like, know Je- yeah, what? So Jeff, I, do you have I, any spots? I, I, dude, even when, he, uh, when I asked him if he could, because I wanna, I'm trying to figure out how to be vulnerable on stage. I'm authentic on stage. I'm honest on stage, but I don't know how to be vulnerable, get to oddly. the deeper. Like, like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, once again, I'm not, I'm not particularly sharp. And 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 stand up. I'm glad I've gotten as supposedly far as I've gotten. I'm I think you're a great. I think you're a great joker. I think you are a very oh, sharp joker. Thank you. Like, likewise, I think you're a great comic in general. Oh, thanks. So same. I mean, from the stuff I've seen of you, we don't get. We haven't been on shows with you in a, like while. Because well, it's my. There's fault so many. Too. Well, there's you know so many places. And I'm, I'm also gone a lot. And yeah. Um, but um, that's why I get so happy when I see you. I become yay. my mother. You, you're my baby. I worry. Oh, I know. And that's the same thing. And even with the podcast, it's like, I'm such a, the organizational side of doing anything besides stand up, even stand up, like right. the staying booked and stuff. I struggle with that. Oh. And so that's why I saw you and I was like, yes. Oh shit. We never did it. The podcast. <laughs> I didn't even have to mention it. I, I'm, I'm grateful. Thank you. Yeah, no, of course. Thanks you're, for doing it. You're my friend. Uh, of course. Yeah. Why don't we just jerk each other up now? <laughs> I'm being We're silly. the best. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> you're like, don't me to me listeners. Um, <laughs> oh wow! So do you talk about? I know this, but like for right, listeners, right. like do you? 
absolutely talk about autism on stage in your act yeah have to like like i'm not a gimmick but it's it it's invades every facet of my everyday life like i may be high functioning but it doesn't lessen anything it only makes me i mean makes you more aware of the fact that you're struggling with it oh yeah yeah yeah. like 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 for years everyone's been on me about oh you over apologize and they don't realize how stressful that is but that's off stage i mean i try and figure out how to work that into the stand-up part too uh but yeah. like when i'm on stage i just i gotta it all, all i can basically write about uh I, I i mean i have other things i talk about uh and it helps relate through the autism like I, I talk about sex i talk about my 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 hobbies but like other than that, I mean, the whole thing with autism is it's a struggle to relate to people, like, because yeah. I can't read people that well. I'm surprised, like, thanks to everyone, I've been taught to sort of be able to look people in the eyes, but I've done so many sets, good and bad, as f- according to other people, where I don't look people in the eyes at all. I was just going to ask you about that. So, well, so I guess that's a, a good thing to, to talk about. Kind of, if you were going to give, like, a semi-brief explanation, of, if someone was like, What's autism? <laughs> like they just have never I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, it's the it's the absence of relating, I guess. Okay. It's the uh, it's the absence of or I guess how does it's absence you? of like filter, it's absence of of just general catching on to the world around you. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 listen, I ain't classically autistic. I'm not banging my head against the wall and l- detaching a retinas, you know? Yeah, well, do you think that, like, is there, a, I mean, hypersensitivity attached to autism? Uh, like, me? just... Oh, oh, oh I'm, uh, I, yes, I am very hypersensitive. Uh, my first, like, real encounter with Tony Hinchcliffe was him teasing mm. me to, 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 to tears. Oh like well, we—that's probably a lot of interactions with Tony Hinchcliffe. Yeah. <laughs> but but we became friends out of it. But like he, even to this day, he does not make it easy. <laughs> no, he is his I, own I unique. Him, yeah, I talk about him on every podcast because he, effa- he, he he's become like a linchpin in my own psyche. Really? Yeah. Oh wow! Like 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 he's not a bad friend, but he's a bad friend. Yeah. No. I'm friends with Tony, and people bring him up, and they have a variety of opini- opinions, and I just go, "Oh, Tony!" <laughs> like, like, if he, co- I'm honest about everything. So if he's like, he co- hears me on multiple podcasts saying, "Oh, you're talking shit about me," I'm like, I'm not so much talking shit as if I'm being honest about something that invades my mind. Yeah, you exist in my mind. I think. Yeah. That, I mean, I think that's sometimes I'm like, is that his goal to just? <laughs> Just get in everyone's brain. Oh, it, uh, it certainly does not help because it's only made me more touchy about my own things in my brain and how I interact with people. Granted, even without him, I would have been like this, just in a different form. Uh, fuck you, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't saying that. Uh, I don't. I listen. I don't suck up to anyone, so it's not. A lot, I don't want anything from anyone other than the same humanity and dignity. I would want everyone should have. Oh, of course, which is what you deserve. Yeah. Do you ever feel like people treat you differently the, the, because the, the, of uh, the autism? I'm uh, very fearful of being patronized. Yeah, I was patronized. Just gonna, patronized. I still don't really know. Yeah, I yeah. fucked that up. Yeah. All what is it like? Don't. I don't patronize. patronize. No. I have to sing that song to because. Is that a Gaga song? I don't know. No, it's um. 
I can't make you love me by Bonnie Raitt. Ah. She either says, now I don't even know what she says. Patronize yeah. or patronize. Yeah, so we get what you mean. You're recording this with a guy wearing a Pantera shirt. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, but I listen to, like, I, li- I have a couple Madonna tracks on my MP3 player. I li- listen, I, I, I'm, open, I'm open to all kinds of shit as long as, I, well, it's mainly her late 90s stuff because I like that house music sound. Oh, what she was that, on, that one song that was... Nothing, uh, nothing, there's nothing ever matters. Uh, stri- Ray of Light. Oh, Ray of Light is what I'm singing. Ray of Light. She's oh, yeah. <laughs> And I have other, like, what guys would say girly songs. And I also have, like, guilty pleasures, like fucking Limp <laughs> I mean, we all have our. Exactly. Like, I, 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 I just, I like all kinds of music, but it all forms mainly around rap, rock, hip, uh, some hip hop, rock, punk, and metal. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. But I like I like stuff from I like older stuff. I like I love so classic rock. Yeah. Yeah. People should be allowed to like what they're like without people going, You gay? I'm like, maybe, maybe. You're like, what's wrong with that? Nothing. Yeah, nothing I can be gay and like Pantera. Exactly. I, I'm sure there's plenty of. <laughs> yeah, there probably are. I I'm constantly trying to figure out if I'm LGBTQ plus. Here's the thing. I recognize the attractiveness of men, mm. but I don't get attracted to them. Like you can go, oh, that is like someone who, according to social standards, is like, quote, hot. Exactly. That kind of thing. Like, like, but you don't go like, oh, yeah, look at those. Yeah, I don't want my dick to get guns. hot. Look at those guns. Like I could kiss a dude and not get a hard dick. But, but like, You but, could not kiss any woman and not get a hard oh, dick. Oh, dude. No, you just like boy, oh, 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 I'm like a wolf. I, ki- I kiss a woman. I I, I pre cum a little even. <laughs> no joke. No, I'm not even joking with that. Like like. <laughs> well, at least you're honest. Exactly. Like I I well oh yo it gets better. Well, sexuality is also a spectrum. So yeah. that's what they say is that um, very rarely is anyone a hundred percent hetero or homo- homosexual. Right. Just, a lot of people lean one direction very heavily. Yeah. But there's like a tiny, th- but it's probably, it's that, you know, it's like you can go like, okay, that's a hot lady. I can say that's a hot lady. You go, that's, oh, that's a hot dude. Oh, like, yeah. Well, like I've pre-come so much when it comes, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, 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 when I've asked a girl out and she says yes. You're like, ha. I mean, I'm not going, I'm not, it's just, hey, how's it going? Hi, how are you? My roommate just walked in. Buddy Hutton is here. He's got a little Magua dog. Are you cool? That he's here oh, I, I'm very upset. No, no. I, I'm an, here's the thing. I'm an open book. I don't care who hears what. I, I, <laughs> it's going to go out on the podcast anyway. A, exactly. One time I was talking about Tony, and he was behind me, and he th- he's like, oh, you fit talking shit? And I'm like, no, I would have said this whether you were to the side of me. Yeah. <laughs> also, Tony loves it. He's oh, like, yeah. people are talking about me. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm an open book. I, the, the only things I can't tell are the common sensible stuff. Like, I, I can't lie, basically. I, the only lies I can tell, ultimately, are common sensible white lies. Oh, have you ever tried to lie? And then be like, I'm sorry, that was well, a lie. Well, when I was younger, <laughs> I was... It's more also... The autism leaves me unfiltered and, unta- and tactless, <laughs> basically. But, but as an adult human being... That's I, a great name for a special, tactless. Yeah, yeah. But as an adult human being, I decided to not lie. Yeah. So, so it's all, there's a conscious to it, be, thankfully being high functioning. That's why I'm also oddly extroverted. But, 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 uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, when I was a kid, of course I lied. Because, but like, as well, the I little g- lies you tell like your parents where you're like, I don't get in trouble or like that kind of thing. Basically. I, I mean, I f- told flat out lies when I was younger, but because I didn't know better. Yeah. That was a combination of autism and being a kid and being a child yeah exactly but as i grew up and gained mature, some co- form of maturity i'm a comedian i'm a i'm still 
I'm still a, I'm still a little We're children, child. yeah. Exactly. So, so like, I, I, I like to think I'm the good kind of man child. I don't put my problems on others. I don't, I don't, I'm not gross or weird uh, in a bad, or, or weird in a bad way, sh- so It's just, speak. like, silly and fun and... Exactly. Like, I have an imagination, basically. So, like, but, like, I'm not an incel. I don't, I'm uh. not gross towards anyone. I, I, I... I don't have any bad beliefs other than I. Oh, okay. It'd be funny if right there you just spouted out something horrifying. Like well, that's what. Other I was, than it's just like a crazy racist sin, and it's like okay. Well, I was actually literally gonna say I've had this conversation with people. I, I've realized what it's, and I do it unconsciously. I stare at people. Oh. Like or 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 like because I'm autistic, I I get socially awkward, and I stare anyone in the corner body. But because I'm like what, 6'3", when it comes to women... It's, like, looming. It I look, like and I look, like, I, I, between that and I, I looking at the course, so I'm basically always looking at their cleavage. <laughs> and, uh, even though I am a boob guy. But, like, <laughs> but even then, like, I'm not a monster. I'm not trying to make them feel uncomfortable or be a creep. It's I, just, like, sort of the direction you look at all people and, like... Yeah, because it's hard for me. I've gotten better at it, but it's hard to look people in the eyes, ultimately. Um... Is that something you had to actively work on? I mean, I still do, but like, it's something, once again, it's unconscious. As someone, part of the autism is getting stuck in your head, in your own world. Yeah. So, but also, I'm a, admittedly a bit of a voyeur. I'm not someone who, <laughs> I'm not a peeping Tom. Anyways, before this, I was looking in your neighbor's window. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not that, but like, I, 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 there have been times where uh, I'm just full on staring at a woman's cleavage from afar, about <laughs> wh- whether I'm thinking about it or not. But like, I'm not thinking, oh, she's but a slut. Why is she dressed like that? She dressed that way for me. I'm not. Like you're, that. you're like a creep. You're just like, hey, she's hot. I yeah, you ever get caught checking at a girl and then go, I'm sorry, I'm autistic, <laughs> and then run? I don't know, maybe once, maybe. Okay, that's but like, a good I don't lie. I don't, I'm not, I don't lie. Like, I'm not saying it to get away with something. I of course. I, I, trust me, I, I. He passed the test, you guys. Oh, <laughs> thank <laughs> you. Kidding. No, I, trust me, I have agita about it all the time about like, was I rude to this person? Was I gross to this woman? Because, I, the, do you like, like hyper focus on it? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, when I get home, I'm just in my thoughts about even scena- I get have anxiety attacks over situations that didn't happen at all. Just a scenario of them because like I'm not I, even before me too. I was like this where I was just like constantly worrying if I was doing people wrong, being a bad person to them. Yeah, because did I make you uncomfortable? Did you say like, something? Yeah. Like, i rather over-apologize than not give a fuck. i rather give all the fucks than not give a fuck. Because, because like, my, my, my ebb and flow is caring t- about what other people think. And, it, and I understand that it can be a bad thing in itself, but I have to do it. Otherwise, then I'm a monster. De- I, I have the like, worst self-image of myself. Oh, no. I have low self-esteem. It comes with the territory. Yeah, I mean, I think just most a lot of comedians in general kind of struggle with that. And then I don't know if, like, the autism on top of that. Uh, I, I, I say on stage it's like I was born with two disabilities, autism and Judaism. So <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, which how much of the anxiety do you think is from each? <laughs> I mean, my mom. I'm saying that as a Jewish person who's like, I know Jewish anxiety. Like, well, my mom is supposedly the one that has autism. Uh, We don't know if it's a transferable thing. She's not diagnosed or anything. We're just, we're, I'm diagnosed. But like, I say, (laughs) by the way, about comedians, all comedians are autistic or worse. They just haven't been diagnosed, except for me. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, 
I feel like I've heard people say that too, and maybe it's like paraphrasing from having heard you say it on stage. But oh, that's so many people I know are like, yeah, I, I like so many people are like, yeah, we're all on the spectrum, and then yeah. it's like, or we're all fucked up, period. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, yeah. But, and then you hang out with comedians long enough, and then you start like, at least for me, right, right. Forgetting I, all that, like, I have is comedians, basically. Like in my mind. Like, I just get very like, well, the whole world's fucked up. And then right. I'm kind of like, wait, is it? Or do I just hang out with so many comedians? It feels that way. Like, are there people who are just normal? Right. But, I mean, everyone's got quirks. But. Right. I, I I'm a, hold myself accountable if someone has a problem with me about staring or... Like they think I'm being voyeuristic, I would uh, I would ante it up to it. I I'm not someone who wants to hide from my problems, but I want to make I. T- in fact, I want to make, to an irrational degree, make things right. Yeah. I don't like. I know not everyone's gonna like me. That's that's human nature. But I don't want people to come away thinking, oh, he's a bad person. Yeah. That's my irrational, at least thought. I mean, yeah. I don't think I can't imagine anyone coming away from an interaction with you and being like, yeah. what a bad guy. But. Yeah. You know, when you have those fears in your head and like oh, like you said, when it's your tendency and it, it causes you to kind of like get in your head, it's easy to cycle about stuff like that. Yeah, I, uh, I'm grateful everyone tries to help me with over apologizing and everything, but it, it, it might be very well be a crapshoot. Like I work on things, though. I've gotten better in certain ways. Yeah. What What are some things that you feel like you've worked on and seen improvements? And has that helped your like self-esteem, self-confidence? Right. Well, I... One thing was, uh, shout out to Coach T of Rosebow. He's the DJ, oh, and he great. used to work in special ed. And I work with him a bunch because oh, of wow. Roast Battle. And he, uh, whether on this or when I did the Roast Battle podcast, Verbal Violence, um, they taught. They taught. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay. It's hey, it's plug. It's gotta, no. gotta represent. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, Roast Battle. You know. Yeah. So, Coach T basically taught me how to figure out not to say can't, like I can't uh, stop apologizing or anything. And st- sometimes it just takes a word for me to be able to articulate better. Like like in this case, it was to say struggle instead of can't. Yeah, well, because I mean, it's, it's the same as when people, how you label yourself when you have a diagnosis with certain disorders right, too, right. where it's like, then you, you're almost subconsciously repeating that story to yourself and, and remaking it so it's like l- repeating that you can't. Right. Whereas like uh, the same thing, not the same thing at all, with like a disorder going like I have this versus I am this sometimes right. can, it really can affect your psyche to where you start inadvertently summing yourself up by all, oh, this is all I am is this one diagnosis right. versus like, yes, I have it. It's a huge part of my existence and who I am. But it, but I right exist within that and in other ways that, and that particular area is very complicated for me. Like I'm a perfectionist, but I'm all, but I'm all, oh fuck I forgot what I was gonna say. I'm a perfectionist, uh. but I'm also uh, a realist. Yeah. So like I, there are still things I say, even if there's a possibility that I can improve. I, there are certain things where I say I can't because it 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 feels like um, it not feels like it is put out there in my mind, my own psyche, that that there it's hard to to, to move forward. I, I've gotten better by saying I struggle with this because all I want to do in life is to articulate better so people understand me. Yeah, you want to be understood. This also comes, okay, so 
I've had conversations with people. They say you are not your diagnosis. I understand that. Oh, by the way, I have literally done this to him, and I tried to say this in a different way <laughs> years ago on a podcast. And I don't know if you remember this, but no, I no. walked away, and for like weeks, I was like, "Did it sound like I was saying that you're not autistic?" Because that it was like right. festering in my brain. I was like, "That's <laughs> not what I was trying to say." I was trying to probably say something that's also condescending sounds like like you're autistic Jessica. (laughs) i mean (laughs) i'll never get a diagnosis Uh, to each his own i needed it for my medication so um (laughs) 10 pills a day and the dick joke whatever works oh my gosh 10 pills a day wait like let's back up to the you're not your diagnosis but i'm gonna write that down because that's very interesting to talk about oh yeah yeah um okay so people saying yeah how does that make you feel or let's examine like when people go that's not you're, oh, you're, you're not, not your, your diagnosis. diagnosis. Yeah, yeah. Quincy Jones, the guy who got cancer, uh, the comedian. Who Which is cancer. so different than oh, autism. exactly. But it's also a different situation. We like, if, it, if I was, <laughs> that's a ter- literally terminal situation. I would find Allegedly. That, I'm just kidding, oh, Quincy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank we God. He's still with us. We love you. Exactly. But that's <laughs> something you would want to fight out of. And granted, I try to fight my, uh, my autism too, but... He was in a situation where we were like, yeah, you got to fight. Well, you got to fight to literally live. When it's like you have to have that mindset of I can get out of this. You know? Exactly. With me, people don't know this, the backstory this, when they say you are not your diagnosis. First 14 years of my life, I was misdiagnosed with ADD and given medication according to that. And that <gasps> fucked me up further. The, Do you the, think that like like for life made you worse there's it's a possibility that it had effects because of medication it affects your it's the whole point is it affects your chemistry yeah so once i was misdiagnosed even then we we tried several the doc, i have one of the best doctors at ucla medical thankfully but even he had like to try stuff out what works to see what works so it took a long wow. time before we got to 10 pills a day Ten so so day. when so so be my so i have to say no i I am my diagnosis. This is not something negotiable, at least at this point, because it's not something, I'm not trying to use it as an illegitimate yeah, but, excuse. But it's, yeah, and it's like, yeah, you're like, okay, I'm more than just. Yeah, I know I The comedian more. with autism, but it's like, but this is every day. Like, this is a part of who I am. Exactly. I have, I can't help but relate and identify through this. Like, I. I when it's tr- probably more productive, I imagine to, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. No, no, you, you're good. Uh, would you, to work from a place of accepting that and right. living with it versus trying to go no like some sometimes it's it's easier to do that and makes more sense than to try to pretend this thing that is constantly affecting every like so much of your daily life right isn't part of your daily life if yeah. that makes sense I I, 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 I I talk about my autism all the time because once again it's a place I relate from it's it's my where where my mind is at without me having any other say. Like, like I, I know I have more than just that. N- ha- not disabilities. I have more in my, my life, in my mind, than just that. But at the same time, like, I, I can't not say I'm autistic. Yeah, you're like, like it's, it's part of me. Exactly. That's, that comes with the, the Josh package. Yeah, I'm not using it. I'm not trying to get anything out of it. I'm just trying to articulate to to you. So I am my diagnosis, and, and to, like like I can be more, but I'm also my diagnosis. You're you're like, but that's part. It's like, so it is who I am. Like exactly. I I'm not. I like I'm not doing it once again to like 
of course gimmick it or anything not even comedy in general like i know i say i i, I when i'm out and about i feel anxious i mean one of the main facets of autism is anxiety yeah so i feel i'm pushed by myself to talk about it as well. Yeah. Like, because I'm so, I lit my perception of the world, and I do, as my doctor has diagnosed, a perceptual impairment. Mm. So, so, so. How my, you perceive what's going on isn't necessarily what's really going exactly. on. Exactly. Uh, my brain, not literally, but it's, if you get what I mean, it spins in place. Uh, my perception of the world is so intense. Uh, I so get what like, you mean. Exactly. I'm so scared of being some kind of bad person. Like, so going back, that conversation about, being a voyeur but like i'm not like like i'll look at I, i'll admit i one of the major reasons i have an instagram is to look at women's cleavage on 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 instagram <laughs> but i'm like not i'm here to check out ladies but uh, but i'm not a bad person i'm not a gross person i'm not typing on co gross comments like ooh, sexy lady Booby boobies yeah. here's my phone number fuck me as if that works like <laughs> i know god i it's always like has this has leaving this comment ever helped you sir is all, all i think when i see those exactly like i'm far more desperate for a romantic relationship with a woman than 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 to fuck like. yeah how do you um do you think uh, has that been a struggle for you yes do you think that autism makes that a little bit of an extra struggle or absolutely just, yeah because because <laughs> i'll go to dinner on a date or lunch on a date and i'll talk as much as the, everyone always says to me uh don't let don't don't talk more than the woman because that 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 that's not good dating manner or something. And but I can't help. It. I like to talk. I'm not. But, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I I'm I'm trying to consciously also make sure I don't talk more to the woman. May, not because I want to hear what they have to say. It's not all about me. I'm not. I don't think the world revolves around me. I I want to hear. I want to get to know them. Yeah. Like like that's why I <laughs> I, I recognize why I'm dating someone. It's, I'm not trying to get laid. I'm not like like. I'll, you want to build like a whole thing. Exactly. Like a whole relationship. So, so I think you're supposed to like have a mutual amount of conversation to learn about each other exactly but uh, i guess i'm still fucking up uh i don't blame anyone i once again i'm all about accountability i hold i know <laughs> i know it's it's my fault and well I it's just hard human interaction finding that balance look at that i just interrupted okay. you sorry oh no <laughs> you're all good trust me uh, know what i think back to uh okay uh, this is uh, with me you and i okay Oh, I used to went back in the very beginning when we around like the first year we met. Yeah, you were doing a stand-up set and you were talking about like how come no one will have sex with me or something on your stand-up set. Boy, have I changed my stand-up set. <laughs> yeah, 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 something along the lines of that. I mean, it was definitely uh, everything I do is sex. Oh, I th it was either that or it was off stage in like the belly green room of the belly room and you were talking about it and. And I basically said, and I hope I wasn't gross about it at the time. We're like, I would, I'll have, se I'd have sex with you. But it what I didn't realize that it was one of those things. Like, just because you're saying it doesn't mean you're actively, you're just hunting. Yeah. For yeah. Oh no, it's it's so funny because like you, that you're. I think you even sent me a message after that, and you were yeah, like, I don't. I hope I, I wasn't trying to be. Well, no, but I was like, <laughs> oh, that, that's I had forgotten, and then I was like, like oh, this was dude. like eight years ago. So no uh, big deal. But like, a lot of people do that because my sex stuff is so like my. My right. material is so sex heavy because that's what I think about. So that's what of I talk course. about. Like, I don't try to be, I never set out with a gimmick to be like, I'm going to be dirty. It's just right. what my brain thinks about. So that's what I make jokes about. Exactly. But you are not unique in having said that to the point that 
I now have a joke when I talk about sex or like when I'm like, yeah, I just like want to have more sex like within the joke where I have to go, by the way, like I know I can have sex. You right. guys don't have to come up to me and be like, I'll save you. <laughs> like, after <laughs> the show. like, cause so many men, I, and I think it's just cultural. Like men hear a woman go like sex. And then, like, and the joke is that they're like, did she just say she'll fuck all of us? Yeah. Like, but, um, it's just so funny. How that oh, yeah. happens. Plenty of comedians have material about male comedians too, about like, like uh, Neil Brennan has a thing where he's, he's like, ever, oh, like he's the used dick salesman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody thinks they, they exactly like they, 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 they have dick for sale. Like as if the woman will accept that. Them. He's just like, oh. <laughs> exactly. But I don't think I'm an attractive person anyway. So, but oh. uh, not, 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 not to sound like uh, that's like a uh, mm. uh, uh, fishing or something. Nonsense! You're a very nice looking man. Yes, I, I, um, I one one day I'll find someone who likes me romantically. I, uh, it's a fucking, it's a, str- well, it's a struggle in general, and I don't want to be dismissive of the extra thing in LA. I will say this for everyone I know: it's a fucking nightmare. And yeah. then I'm sure having the autism on top of it maybe adds to at least the anxiety about putting yourself out there, meeting the right person. Exactly. Like, I, I don't know if I've already said this on podcasts. I certainly said it before the podcast. Like, I try to date other comedians because I like the idea of going out with someone you're already friends with. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I can get past the whole, but you're working the same job because, like, I'm not trying to end things in the way where I would – if you like or love someone – this is my perception of things. If you like or love someone, even if it doesn't romantically work out, or e- sexually even, like it would be harsh to not make them feel comfortable to be in the same building or same work environment. I, I can't imagine doing that to someone. That's horrible. Well, I and will say. I know there's a lot of, I, I did, most people have that. Well, have and here's the thing. That. I don't have any things i have several breakups anybody who uh, knows me even a little well knows i've dated multiple comedians um and i will say i don't think uh i don't have any in my opinion like malicious breakups right with people who i really loved or liked where it's like there's animosity when we're in the same room but i do think there is um when you like really start to open up to someone and you love them and then it doesn't work especially if you're on the receiving end of the breakup, mm-hmm. you could, I think you can get to a point where you like get along with them, but there is the, sometimes it hurts forever or like for oh, a really sure. long time where you're like, there is some sort of, you can be cordial, but you can't still be friends with them. And that's, right. that's hard for some people. I mean, I had oh, one yeah. ex-boyfriend who wouldn't talk to me for years. Oh yeah. I crush on everyone and I've asked so many female mm. co- or female comedians or women in the comedy community out and always, uh, uh, say let's just be friends and you know what that's perfectly fine because I the, the whole reason I ask is because they're my friends yeah and you're like I would like to date someone I'm friends with exactly I uh, or uh, in general relate to yeah like so so like I never hold it against women I don't think I, 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 it's funny. Thanks to the internet, I know not to be a gross person. So yeah. I, no, no, woman, <laughs> no person, let alone women, owes me anything. Yeah. Like, 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 I, 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 I'm. By the way, whenever I say this kind of stuff, I always get scared of the whole. Oh, he's trying to be woke. I, woke mm-hmm. at this point feels very fake to me. I'm, yeah, no. I, oh, when you're trying to make it your brand, it's like, okay, what yeah, are you hiding? Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I Straight white men who call yourself feminists, I don't trust you. Exactly. I, <laughs> I have called myself Well, I mean, who are loudly like, and oh, yeah. all straight white men are garbage. It's like, okay, 
What did you do? Yeah, exactly. Trust me, I, uh, I've had like dates or, or hookups where I, I, to this day I'm like, wait, was I a mo- monstrous? T- did I do something gross that's going to like come back to me and I didn't realize it? Uh, like, but, but, but like, yeah. I, I, I just want to be a common, sensible, good person. Yeah. Like, like, so these things I genuinely believe in because this is what good people do. Yeah. Like to not harm others. When I think the things you genuine, genuinely believe in, so in my opinion, I think you're going to be fine, but I get that you have that anxiety about it. And oh, absolutely. By the way, I've done so many, not what we were just talking about or anything, but I've done so many podcasts, especially as of late, where I've talked about when it comes to autism, the same, like jokes, the same. And I, I yeah, I was going to bring that up. Like I, I, I can't fault or not answer it because, but like I have so many, I've posted on my Instagram and I'm like, I wonder if, if people who have seen, listen to other podcasts be like, oh, he's fucking talking about the same thing again. It's the same jokes. It's the same repetition. You know, like, like I, I, I can't blame so. them, but like, it's just, it's just, I feel stagnant in that way a lot about my comedy. Like, um, Oh, it's the, th- he's not evolving at all. He's not naturally funny. Like this is, I mean, this is at least obviously my own ag- antagonizing my, yeah. to myself. Oh, I think you're really funny. When I think a lot of the, the part of a uh, podcast is like a, a big part of it that I enjoy when I'm a guest on podcasts is that new people discover you. So even right. though it feels, I mean, it's the same as it's not the same, but oh, I'm always up. doing the same when you're like working on one specific set and you do it enough times around town, you start to feel like, is everyone just like this person's doing these jokes again? But then remembering like the actual crowd members the likelihood that, like, until you're, like, big and famous, it's like, these people haven't seen this. This is new to them. Right, right. I, I, I have had situations where I didn't get booked on the same show as much as I had before because I, in my, it, it, was pro- it was because they were trying to have, like, less comedians on the same show or anything. Yeah, but just diversifying and it, adding new people in. Exactly. But, but in my head, I was scared it was because, oh, he's, He's unfunny because he never cha- really changes it up. I, I just, once again, these are s- paranoid scenarios. That, yeah. Like, I, I mean, but here's the thing. I also want people to criticize me because I, I don't, I never really know if I did good or bad. I can recognize when people laugh at my jokes, but even then it doesn't feel right to say, oh, I'm a good comedian. I could say I'm a good comedian because other comedians say I'm a good, that are trustworthy in that their in their respect and opinion say I'm a good comedian. Yeah, like they wouldn't just tell you that for no reason. Exactly. So, so, so. Uh, Which is, so, by the way, as a comedian, is so good to have around you is comics that like, I don't want someone who will tell me good set when it's not a good set. Like, exactly, same. When be, I'm like, Fuck you. <laughs> like, Although there is a conundrum. A lot of comedians are like... Or we're harder on ourselves. Well, that too. But it's also like, how dare you solicit opinions when, when God, God forbid, especially you're not a good comedian. How, well, what do you know? Like, that like, I have been times because it, there was a, it was, I was being tactless. I went out of my way to give an, uh, a tag or an opinion uh, to a comedian that I was friendly with, and I, I didn't, I, I did think about it in the fu- future afterwards. Oh, did I go out of my way to and do something tr- completely tactless and rude? Uh, when I because my intent is always to be helpful. To exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, like, well, I think I, it's okay to go. Hey, I came up with a tag. Would you like it? Like, I think that's right. fine. Tags are usually mo- appropriate. It's like when so- you say 
especially if they set bring up their set like yeah but like i want to be to- i want to be told by people that need to tell me that i suck like <laughs> I, I, like i like how am i gonna fucking evolve yeah you're like give me constructive criticism tell exactly. me what like i fucked up on could i do better yeah exactly i know comedy is subjective so what they have to say doesn't might not match what you need yeah it's like take what you need leave the rest exactly yeah and, and, and i just I just want to be a co- good comic. I just, that's all. I just want to be good at my craft. Do you ever ask after your sets? Like, Oh, absolutely. You go, do, you, do you have any like thoughts on that? Or Yeah, especially if it's like an established comic. I'll be yeah. like, oh, wait, wait. So sometimes if they're an established comic and they're friendly enough with me, I'll a- go out of my way and ask them if they were in the room. Hey, did you, I'll say, hey, did you listen to my set at all? Or if th- they said, oh, good job. I was like, oh, did you listen to the whole set? And the, uh, uh or they'll say, yeah, some of it, or it came in at the end, or, but like, I'll ask them, oh, what did you, what, what specifically did you think? Because I want to hear that. We, we need to hear this. Yeah, we need to, it's, it helps you grow. Give me just a second because I think the battery's in oh, the Okay, you guys, sorry that we had to pause the battery <laughs> and it just mayhem ensued. We w- I went through several batteries that were also there were dead. Raccoons in the room. It was yes, all good. it was, we they, were attacked. They, 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 they were all like, <laughs> They ate the batteries. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's just jump back into it. We were patronizing. Patronizing. Yes. Let's circle back to that because, yeah. Well, I'll kind of let you go with it because I imagine yeah. that when people hear, you know, you have autism. Yeah. I've had. I've rarely, thankfully, encountered this in recent years. But there have been a lot of times in the past where, so I'll tell someone I'm autistic, and they'll be like. They it, they almost take like hey buddy I mean not Steve Simone they're like Steve that's his just general that's just output. his thing that was just my fear right now by the way you guys is that I said something I was like thanks buddy to my roommate buddy and then I was like I think that's how we remembered to come back to this because I was like Josh just so you know I was calling him buddy is his name yeah, I don't want you to think I was down on him I wasn't being like good job pal <laughs> like, exactly fuck uh, uh, I didn't mean to talk over no, you. no I I jumped in I'm you're, sorry no you're all good uh so so yeah 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 I. Uh, I've had people, including like social workers, before I got on the comedy, be like, "Be like, hey, buddy, we're gonna do this." I'm like, "Don't fucking t-. like social I, workers." I, 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 I wouldn't get rude and say, "Don't fucking say." I would say, "Hey, listen, this is oh, this is interesting." So one time, I was on the phone, a new social worker to just to introduce himself, talking on the phone, and he was kind of talking in a patronizing manner, and I, I very, very politely say, "Hey, listen." The way you're talking now, I just want you to know, if you can, please don't talk in that manner because it's very patronizing to me and feels insulting. And he got mad at me. He got mad at you? He got mad at me. So I did not have to go. They got me a different social worker after that. But like, like he like tried to shame you for speaking up for yourself. Well, yeah, yeah. And I did it in a even more polite manner than I just did now. And he flipped out on me. Like I just, well, I, I know what I will say thinking back, I did say, please fuck, don't fucking talk to me like that. <laughs> so I can understand if that's aggressive, but there's a certain, uh, uh not offensive, but anxiety, that, strong anxiety mm. that comes with that. Cause I'm a human being too. I, I, I'm not someone who's stuck working, not to sound classist or elitist or anything. I'm not someone stuck working, just packing bags at a Ralph's. Yeah. You're like, I'm, I function. I'm not a child. I have the intellect of other, other functioning adults. Don't talk to me. Like I can't comprehend things. Yeah. I'm stupid, but I'm not ignorant. Yeah. Well, we're all ignorant over here. (laughs) Um, Yeah. No, it's like, don't, 
you treat me like I'm not going to understand things. Exactly. There's treat me like a human, like you would treat any other uh, adult you encounter. And we'll figure it out from there, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people, and maybe some of it is from their own ignorance about autism. They don't, yeah. they don't know, and then they hear that, and they go, uh, oh! Hey, what the fuck, man? And you're like, I, I gotta treat you different. You're like, no, I still understand everything that's happening. Yeah. So, unless you're Steve Simone, don't do that. Hey, he, buddy. He says that to everyone. Hey, I love buddy, him. let's get pizza. Ah, uh, that's... I Like, that is how I picture Steve Simone, that exact sentence. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. Mwah, why I love Steve Simone. Oh, yeah. He's the greatest. Yeah. And now I want pizza. <laughs> um, Same. Uh, but, yeah, uh, going into another thing, fears. I living... I... Because of the, the way I am, I live all my fears out loud. So, like, anything that you go, like, oh, God, I hope that nobody thinks that this, or, like, I didn't, or I wasn't rude to you, was I? Which just yeah. kind of all filters out of your mouth. Yeah, and it also comes from OCD and neuroses. So, so like, for instance, I've gone to movie theaters, and I've gone to the theater, and it, the movie hasn't started yet, so I go back out just because I'm paranoid that I went into the wrong theater at the wrong time and I don't want people to think I'm trying to steal, like, like sneak to into get a, a movie. movie. Exactly. Like, like, like that's how good of a citizen you are that you're like, I don't even think I'm going to try to stick it into this corporation. I'm, by, I'm pretty by the book. I'm a, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a not, not in a bad way, but I'm Mr. Nice Guy. I try yeah. To You'll wait for the crosswalk to change. Oh yeah. Whenever I see people do that thing where the, they start walking just before the lights start, I start freaking out because I'm scared they're going to get hit by a car. My when brother does that it I, I, I um but i also shout out my fears a lot like like for instance i'm not a pedophile but I, <laughs> but, but i'm scared i'm not a pedophile but <laughs> exactly i know starting with that and it, you're like this is the whole thing yeah uh, by the way it's a valid term i know it uh, people's most experience i'm not this but like i'm not racist but now oh no no that makes you sound like a racist well i know but that's also an ignorant thing as well that people do that go to immediately go well you must be or you wouldn't have said it like that and it's like that's a that is a stupid argument exactly people have to say something some way not everyone knows You're multiple like, but ways the next thing i'm gonna say is legitimately that, like I'm not. a fear i have of it or not i'm not about to say a racist statement exactly in my case I'm not a sex offender of any kind. I, I'm a, like, like, but Why I, does that fear pop up in your head? Because I've, I've heard that from other, right. other men go, I, I express this fear. Because the fear, first and foremost, the fear of hurting, hurting anyone, let alone a child. And what, com but what comes with pedophilia where like, if you do sexually harm a child, then they become a pedophile, like a like, like almost like a vampire, but it's true. Like they're, they're, they, you're, you're, you're fucked up in the brain in that way now. And like, but like, I've had like even little things that don't mean shit. So I'm fine. I get paranoid about. For instance, I don't do it as much as I used to. As it like, especially as a late teens, early twenties, I, I uh, once in a while masturbate to anime porn. Anime porn. And so yeah. So here's the thing: in my mind, the figure of an adult woman is giant a, boobies. Exactly, curvaceous woman with big bo bosoms. I'm such a Jewish mother. With uh, big with the bosoms. Bo like, with bosoms. So, like, the kind of fear is because anime porn They're so, uh, skews so to, like, it's a young woman with ju cartoonishly fake giant right. boobs. That's, but the, the problem isn't just, isn't that at all. Is it like if someone were to find my... Well, 
sometimes you just watch, especially since it's in another language, you don't know the plot. And Japan has this whole thing where, where like, I guess you're sexually legal at like, like sixteen or something. Uh, I, I, and and and, but like, so, so plots and porns will be these women. It's in also my, like this is a cartoon, right? Well, well but it's also. Do they go out of their way to be like, she's definitely not eighteen? I probably I don't pay attention if there's subtitles. I'm I'm not exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm not you're like I'm not really following the plot that much. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just like show me her cartoon tits. Exactly. For me, it's um, what was I gonna say? Oh, so my fi- my mental figure of a mature adult woman is curvaceous with big bosoms, but the the plot might be they're they're like high school girls. Yeah. So like there have been plenty of times I'm like, wait a second, have I just have I just like masturbated to a child? You're like, is this a crime? Well, it, not just that, but is did I just cr- cross a human line? That's just an interesting conversation in general because it's like and they sell a cartoon. The, they sell on. They used to at least on DVD sell, but there's legal distributors that that for money sell the same anime porns. I do it illegally because the, well, the, I, on I like porn sites like Pornhub, but because I don't fucking want to pay for porn. Poor porn stars. And this yeah. is why their their industry is tanking. But, but I'm using pay for I'm your using porn, everyone. I'm using <laughs> sites that aren't like. I'm yeah. using Pornhub, which is like, oh, well, they're getting money somehow. That's what everyone thinks. But that's on a different episode oh, of I'm the sorry. podcast. I, I, I don't oh, no, it's okay. I'm trying to steal money out of people's No, pockets. you're not. I mean, it's so accessible. That's why there's so many people doing it. It's not. I don't have. Exactly. I'm not, I like, I, if, if a woman asked me, give me a, if, a, if a porn star said, give me $2 right now as a tip, I'm like, yeah, okay. You'd sure. be like, all right, well, I've contributed to uh, <laughs> no, some I, things. I'm it not, may be uh, in your profession, so I guess I'll give you some money for my. <laughs> so even like talking about what I just talked about just right now, the fear is also, oh, if you talk about enough oh that must mean you know, what's the phrase that goes with it he who like like cries about it too much or something must um, be it or something i don't know but the whole fear uh, in that being oh if i voice my fear people are going to assume that like it's an actual thing that i'm like, hiding something that i like like i know it for sure in my heart of hearts in my life that i'm not a harmful human being i'm not a gross yeah. human being I'm not trying to be bad, it, like just we, like we just. I'm not a pedophile. I'm not trying to be bad to porn stars and take money away from them. <laughs> like now I feel horrible. Yeah. Because uh, no, on it's that. because I I I, I, res- I You're like I'm a very big fan of what they I do. Re- I re- I am. I'm a lonely person. Of, I, I I have to stop jerking off for days just so I can get sensitivity back to my. <laughs> for real, like like I will well, run out. At least you at least you have the. Uh, Restraint to take a few days but, off, and I hope, and I hope this this isn't forceful in what I'm saying. By saying what I've said just now on this podcast, can you affirm or relay back to me? I'm not these. You know, I'm not these things. Well, I mean, I the Joshua I know I assume isn't those things, but those are things that like I could never know about anybody. But no, you're not those right. things. I know all I have is my word. Yeah, and you are so overtly honest that I would trust anything you said. Um, and, and I mean that in the best way. Um, and obviously anyone listening, like pedophile is a very, uh, jarring word. It's a very, uh, like it's one of the most extreme case examples. Right. So what I will ask following that is that was the thing we use and you're this is the thing that has popped in my head, but it, but does that sort of couple with in given situations because of the way your neuroses works, you sort of leap to 
Is it easy for you to leave too? What is the worst case scenario of this yes. situation? Uh, oh, absolutely. Uh, Just in general that you're like, you if you found uh, an injured bird on the ground and you're like, oh my God, I need to help this bird. I hope someone doesn't come along and think I ripped this bird out of the sky and broke its wing. Yeah. Or like, I'm just trying to think just of other examples. Like, like, like co- uh, unfortunately, coincidental situations where it looks like something, but it's not. Or that fear that like, oh, it looks like I caused this problem or that. <laughs> Can I tell you what got me sometimes irrationally gets me in these fears? comedy movies where That's people end up in like what looks like something bad so now that especially like farley brother movies or like no i didn't do it and exactly like there's like, a fire behind them and the they're be- like holding a match and they're like it's not what it looks like exactly like the beginning of there's something about mary and the mom thinks oh. he's masturbating to her and he's like no it's not what you think and then he zips his, zips his balls up oh my god i remember oh the beans and the See, frank that's yeah exactly beans frank how'd and you beans. get the beans above the frank frank and beans oh frank gosh man man we've evolved as society when it comes to how we dis- uh, display mentally retarded people. Oh, I mean, yeah. That, in general. That would not be... That would not roll in. There's a couple shows now, and I meant to look them up. It's a thing of its time. Um, but there are is at least one or two shows that feature that feature around a, a child or a family member having autism. Have you right. seen any of those shows? Uh, not, not that I know. And know what I hate about that? Whenever either someone with autism pops up on like an American... America's Got Time and American Idol or someone on a fit popular TV show. Oh, their whole thing is they're autistic. Like that's their relating point to me. They can't just say, talk to me without thinking of a pop culture. It's a zeitgeist thing. I guess. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, that's what, well, that's what I was going to ask is if people in bringing that up, because I don't even know, yeah. someone told me about a show a while ago and they're like, Oh, you got to check it out, whatever. But I was going to ask, like, do you get that a lot? Where like, I've gotten Do that you know this autistic person, or like, have you seen this yes. guy? Yes, I I've gotten that uh, here and there. It's not too much, but enough where it's. Pre- or do people ever try to? Enough. Do people ever try to like introduce you to their other autistic friend, or See, that was or women with autism? They're like, oh, I know someone you could date. I I'm only here's. <laughs> It's the same. I just asked the same thing to Nate oh, yeah, about yeah. albino people. I'm like, do people ever try to hook you up with other albinos? Exactly. I, everyone's like, do you, you should go on autistic dating sites. I'm like, no. They have autistic dating I, sites? I say this on, uh, allegedly. I guess they have a dating site for everything. Here's the thing. First and foremost, talking about dating other comedians essentially means I want to take, uh, I'm fine with dating other autistic people. <laughs> That's so funny. But but also, yeah, there is that where, where, they they think I ha- oh stick with your kind kind of things like Which like is so interesting that one time one yeah yeah I I it's I talk about this on stage I say this I'm like I don't want to necessarily date other autistic people because including myself all autistic people are ugly looking we oh, are we are that's not, not attractive I know it's an exaggeration but we're not an attractive people necessarily because we're kind of in that group of of like because I've been raised in, I was my entire school years were special ed so so i so I'm, i feel i get feel i get lumped in with people who are not necessarily physical and i hope i don't sound like a shallow asshole but like like people who have who people who, lower, don't, lo- who ho- don't look like the standard uh picture of what we consider attractive exactly they're low, they're low because they're low functioning in some way whether it's autism or they are have mental retardation or cerebral palsy like like i'm not trying to be shitty to those people i just I, you have to physically and mentally be attractive to someone you can't just well yeah no it's you have to find i mean regarding and there's you know different strokes for different folks as they say but like right. you do have to find 
like the person you're with, you have to be attracted to. Right, right. In a good relationship, I think you're you're attracted to them in all those ways, right. mentally, physically, emotionally. And it's oh. not fair to another person to not be. Right. I'm not, yeah, yeah, it goes both ways. I'm not against I will it. say, like, you, I, just so you know, I don't look at you and go, like, look at that disabled, but, like, you right, look like right. a very standard. Exactly. Like, you know, which, and I don't mean this in a condescending way to exactly. people this who present with disabilities. Well. well, no, and it's, um, no, no, it's, th- it's very different, yeah. but like I have, uh, I have an autoimmune disease. And so I talk to other people, um, who have them as well, yeah. where, um, at some point, because of, like what I have, it's rheumatoid arthritis right. at some point I, it, this, it, this could be as bad as it gets. And if I stay healthy, I, I don't like deteriorate more, but like at, right. at some point I risk having like physical deformities. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's just the difference of going, yeah, you don't present as someone who has, you know, I'm any, not a gr- any being issue. a gross dude. Yeah, and no one, I don't look at you and go like, oh, he's disabled uh, somehow. You know, oh, or, right, or right. differently abled, excuse me. I know that I'm fucking up the terms, but... Right, it, I, I don't mind. It's honestly... Because uh, I think for a lot of times, like, in my opinion, I don't think you can look at someone and know they have autism, whereas, like, right. with other other things, there are, like, genetic factors in it. Like completely different i don't know i can recognize some spurgers people real easily really it's always the neck beard the neck beard. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a, uh, usually i just thought those were nerds <laughs> they, yeah, they, uh, they they are I, but, but are you just talking about wrestling fans <laughs> don't remind me i have a neck beard and i am a pro wrestling fan but i like i try <laughs> to make sure i don't grow the neck beard out like like i just it comes again, with depression I, or the seasons change I, I don't once again i don't i don't judge anyone who thinks i'm unattractive because of what something something it's my fault i, I work on myself physically and try to well be people attractive. have what they're attracted to and what they're not and it's different for everybody exactly well so once again i'm not against dating other autistic people it just because i relate to someone to, uh, like uh, personally on that level doesn't mean I have to date. Them. Yeah, exactly. It's like, that doesn't mean that's all I can date or that, you know, I want to limit myself to that. Cause right. also there's the whole thing of opposites attract. So you're like, uh, maybe I want to talk to someone who has a different experience. But, and also, but also going back, not just personal relationships in terms of dating, romance and sex, but also uh, I've had a friend who introduces me to someone who is lower functioning or, or, yeah, yeah, lower functioning, but because I'm so nice, I'm going to always facilitate them just messaging me out of the blue. Just people-pleasing. Exactly. Like, or just just for trying to, you know, make sure that they feel, like, heard. and Yeah, that, that oh, it's so nice to relate to another person that is higher functioning. I've had a friend do that, and I'm not trying to be shitty to that person who's messaging me. I don't want to talk to this person because I, I also sometimes... Well, you could just, like, not... You don't click with everybody. Exactly. But it's also it's also... It's also kind of a way of that going back to that patronizing thing like, oh, because you have some kind of retardation, you you can relate to retarded people. You know what? And, and it's defi- it's not the same, but people, I don't think I even realized that this was a thing that people might do to like someone with autism, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until I, well, I public, when I publicly told people that I have rheumatoid arthritis, still people are like, I, I have a friend that got diagnosed with this. Can they talk to you? And I'm like, I'm not a doctor. What do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, but I'm not going to tell them anything they can't read on the internet. Like, yeah. 
No, <laughs> that's yeah, what I, I yeah. want to be like. I don't. What I can't help them. Yeah, just because I have a pro- I, I'm autistic doesn't mean I can recommend. I get to recommend the same doc- uh, doctor that gives me medication. Yeah, and it is nice to like when you do meet someone who has been on a similar journey. Having someone you can run stuff by. Or, oh, absolutely. Or discuss, you know, how something worked for you versus didn't work for them. That's good, but it's like I and don't want that to be for me. It's right. I imagine you, need you don't someone want that you to jive be with. Yeah, you're like I don't want that yeah. to be the point where you think. Like, oh, you'll get along with them because they also have autism. And you're like, what? It's just all about how you interact. Like, uh, for me, and by the way, I, I admittedly have an inferiority complex. So when I get hooked up with someone who's lower functioning, I think, do they think I, I'm... You're like, is, is this how they see me? Exactly. I like, because it's... I, I had a friend who I won't name who who's like, I, I met this person here, be the friend with them online, and that means me- them messaging you whatever so they can talk to you. I'm like, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to anyone online. I, I basically. <laughs> I mean, it's not just... I, I just get I'm stressed not, out. But like, I hope I'm not coming off as an asshole. Like, oh, you think little of people who are lower functioning than you. Kind of? Not really. <laughs> no. no, you're like, it's just that you just can't relate to them. So you're I, like, like, I don't know like what you, you expect me. You them, but, 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 but you're not them either. Yeah, you're like, what do you expect this introduction to do? Yeah, uh, because they're an idiot means I'm an idiot too, so let's be friends. Like, it's an automatic thing. It's kind of like that thing when your kid's like, oh, because you're friends with someone means, oh, your moms can be friends too. Oh God, that's a nightmare. I mean, I don't think I'll ever have children, but the horrifying idea that, I would, ha- out that I would have to hang out the mother of someone just because my kid's friends with them. Exactly. And my, my mother did that and she became friends with people because I like if, if, if it works, it works, but it, it, sh- it, it shouldn't be this thing. By the way, I hope I have not come off as a bad person. You're not. You're just being honest. Right. I. I. I but I also recognize just because I'm honest doesn't mean I. I. I'm. Get, it means I can get away with bad things. No. Right. But right. it's. Uh, it's okay to not. It's okay to not feel like. I don't want the responsibility of, having to be the sounding board for your friend who has a similar thing to me. Like that's right. Or well, you stress. It's or it's like I. I stress about this enough and because of the way you are you're like i worry about other people now this is just going to be a yeah. thing where i'm stressed about yeah. you're just adding and stress and it's i'm so already so stressed exactly i want to relate to people who are like me yeah who are, who are essentially higher functioning not even autistic people just people in general do you feel like it makes me feel like a yeah. normal human being sorry yeah okay like do you what, what is claimed to be normal you know um sorry i didn't mean to no it's that. okay do you ever wonder in situations like that if the person they're trying to introduce you to maybe is just trying to do the same thing and they're oh sure I, like I, they I, would I, like to talk to people who are more high functioning because they feel like someone does the same to them so i uh, i can understand that sometimes i'm in co- inadvertently sometimes i'm inadvertently inconsiderate and not think that like oh they just want someone like me to talk to when i don't want to deal with them at all yeah. Like, like, I'm not trying to be a dickhead. I, 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 I it's, it's simply, it's almost like, no, it's similar to, there, like, for instance, there's another, there's, there's another comedian and crowd, Newark guy, but he, his stand up's terrible and he comes off like an, a, an asshole and gets drunk a lot. And you're just yeah. diplomatically friendly, but you do, like, 
you when there's other people around you want to talk to and they're being friendly you're like oh okay i'm gonna move away i'm gonna go talk to i need to go yeah talk there's to people that you're like i don't want to talk yeah. to you. i don't want to be a shithead and say like i don't like you i like, but it's like i mean i there are a few people that especially when they're drunk i'm like i don't want to deal with exactly. you projecting all your drunk issues on this have you ever had a thing where someone is just a bad comic and you don't want to be friends with them because of that like because there's something about it that like feels like there that ma- would make them for make for a bad friend somehow um no <laughs> so it's just me <laughs> no i i get not wanting to uh i mean it's good especially for like it's good to hang out with people who you find funny because it sort of raises how you are okay. I and and i do th- i will say that most of my close friends happen to be people i find extremely funny right because we just i you know i met them on shows and it just happened to go that way but um, and I, and I do think that took work for me to separate right. that, like I can hang out with a, 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 this person who's maybe not that funny and not, I think I used to have a fear that like people are going to see them on stage, have not seen me and go like, well, they're friends. She must not be funny either. Right, right, right. For Cause me, I've seen them hanging out. Right. For me, by the way, and I have many friends. By the way, I think what you're saying is the more norm and is, is more comedians are like, Oh, I wish that I had seen their set before I started hanging out with them because I didn't know they were terrible. So because there's something I I can't read people great, but there's something it feels indicative of their stand-up where they turn out to be not the best person to be around. But here's the thing: I recognize that as somewhat irrational, and also uh, I, I'm more than willing to be in the wrong because I there are, I have plenty of, I have. I hope this doesn't sound like the whole. Oh, I have black friends. It's uh, I can like. I have plenty of unfunny friends. Uh, exactly. Well, no, here's I, the. I do. I, I and I don't judge them for it at all. But it's also me. My same fear goes to them in terms of I hope nobody thinks because I'm a bad comic that that they don't want to hang around me. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I I hold myself in contempt as well. Well, here's <laughs> here's where I think, or I'll say I sort of agree with that theory of not wanting to hang out with a bad comedian or it being indicative of something else. People who are very unfunny and very confident, I'm like, that's See, not a, that's, that's a person that's I don't want to be talking. around because you there's there's something going on in your brain that is. Uh, like reminiscent of like narcissistic tendencies. Yeah. See, that's what like I'm when you about. when you don't have enough self awareness. But people who maybe aren't that great, but are like ah that fucking sucked, or like ah I'm, I'm who are just trying to get better and better, but they're like self aware enough to go I need to get better or this could be better. But the people who are suck and they're like I fucking crushed. It's I, like oh you're delusional yeah. and I don't know how far that extends. Yeah. Into and like where you just think that you're the king of the world, queen of the world, right? And I don't. I mean, I've I've had friendships and like family relationships, and even been in a relationship with someone who's like, uh, like has a narcissistic personality type, like probably disorder or like coupled right, with borderline. Right, right. And it's, yeah, no, a hundred percent on that. I'm like, you're stay away from me. Right. One of my fears, including, uh, one of my fears, including things like pedophilia and the like, is I'm scared of people seeing me as arrogant or narcissistic. I don't put my values on other and say like. Oh, if you're arrogant or narcissistic, you can still be a good person and be friends with them and everything. But like, for instance, I have a friend. He's not narcissistic, uh, but I have a friend who's very close to me, who's a fellow comedian, and he's I've never seen him do a good set. He's he's great at producing things, but he's I've he's cheesy in a, the worst way, and he tries to make jokes when when uh, we're just 
plainly hanging out, not talking about any comedy thing. And there's a sort of, I'm not going to tell him my feelings until until he has to ask for himself because I'm not, I won't yeah, want I'm not just going to, if you want to know, I'll tell you, but I'm not just going to throw that out. Exactly. Once again, I'm not, I don't think, I don't value my, th- th- this goes into my own fear of people thinking I'm arrogant, narcissistic, narcissistic. I don't value my opinion so much that I think. I need to tell you. Exactly. Like, I, I don't, I don't put my, I don't necessarily put, or at all put my problems on others. My, I, I just, I'm just trying to do my best to bode well with as many people as I can in life. Yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, I think that's very relatable. And I also, I feel the same way. Whereas like, if somebody asks me for my opinion on something, like I can't lie to them. So there are times where like, boy, there have been people who have been like, what'd you think of that? And in my brain, I'm like, God, I wish that you would have just never asked me what I thought of that. Cause the worst is when they ask Because then it's like trying to find a way to be like, you know, I thought you were really confident up there. <laughs> the writing could use a little work. Right. And here's the difference to me in like how I think you can know that you're not. I mean, right. anyone but wanting to perform uh, in theory, everyone I says you, have, a, yeah, you I, have like a little bit of like, look at me. You have the id. That's what it is. Yeah. It is. I thought it was the ego. It? It, I, well, that's what I'm saying. The, the e- ego. The, you ha- essentially have the id of ego, but you don't. You're not. Doesn't mean you're egotistical. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is like I. I don't think a truly narcissistic person would worry if they were a narcissistic. Right. They wouldn't be worried about being perceived that way because they would just. They'd be like. I'm amazing. Right, and if right. you were to go like, actually, I think that maybe you have a narcissistic personality disorder to a narcissistic person, they'd go like, I think you're negative and you right. have low self-worth and you're projecting. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, see, we don't see, need to talk I, about I, that. I, trust me, as a Jewish person, I project. As a Jewish mother, I project. Oh, I mean, yes. Well, let's talk about that a little. Well, so, just going back just quickly, though. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. Go I'm ahead. Quick, uh, oh, fuck. It was about narcissism. Narciss- it was uh, about... It was really important to me, and I can't remember now. Uh, let's just go forward. All right, if it pops up, yeah, just yeah. let me know. Yeah. No big deal. Um, so you had mentioned being misdiagnosed. Yeah. At what age were you diagnosed with? Asperger's. You said, well, no, for like ADHD. Well, at what age were your parents uh, like, there's very, something going very, on? Ex- extremely young. Like, yeah. Like, like, uh, prob- like the, I guess the problems were noticeable by. After toddler, right after toddler, maybe like when you started going to school and stuff. Just about, maybe a little l- l- younger than that. And my parents, this is like late eighties, early nineties in New Jersey, and they didn't know better. And my and my parents didn't know better. They were just desperate to help me, yeah. which is great because they've always they wanted help done that yeah. for their children. They're good parents in that way, but they so they believe the doctors, what a doctor said. And who are they to say, I want a second opinion? They're like, it's the doctor. He knows what he's doing. He's a doctor. I, basically, I don't know like the real to- timeline going that far back, but it was very young as far as I remember, like like before school, like right before going to preschool. And okay. And, and, and I've taken meds, all kinds of meds. Ritalin and all yeah, that exactly. stuff. Exactly. Trying different things out. To, uh, it, and then there was things like, 
they even the doctor was was fine with me eating the pills instead of taking them, and that apparently fucks with the meds. Oh, that they they, they go into your system differently. Exactly, and thus don't work fully. Yeah, the like half life and stuff changes. Yeah. It was only like a couple years before we moved that my parents finally forced taking my meds via putting it on my tongue and swallowing it via water. Oh yeah, so I swallowing pills was a really hard thing for it me. Was, I had so yeah. much trouble with that. What my whole thing was, I was scared of choking, but it didn't matter whether I put the meds in yogurt and put it in, in my mouth. I was just, it was just this yucky thing to me. Yeah, it was just gross. Like, like the night I, they, I swall, I finally like worked on swallowing the pills with water. I like vomited a lot because like I just, it was so hard for me. Yeah, you're really close to your mouth. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. That's me. You want to go like straight ahead? Um, yeah, no, I still sometimes gag and have pills come up <laughs> um thank god I, that doesn't happen to me anymore so it's not for decades yeah so yeah so wait so asperger's diagnosis came at what age 14 and then having been told you had 13 like late 13 if not 14 okay so between having been told for years you had adhd and then having a doctor be like actually that's not what it is well i just feel felt alien because here's the thing was that frustrating it, yeah I didn't feel disillusioned by misdiagnosis. I I felt disillusioned because the anxiety, the, the reason I needed to the meds are mainly took is for my both depression but also anti anxiety because there, it, anxiety is that severe. I like, can't think of something fucking worse than ADHD medicine for someone with anxiety. Well, yeah, because then you just hyper focus on the anxiety. If there's, if there's anything worse for me, it's weed. Oh, like, really? I, the, like uh, the worst is weed heads always want to like, smoke weeds. Oh, oh, uh, but you have probably you tried this? Exactly. Oh, you probably tried sativa. Try indica, and I still have a horrible, horrible paranoid freak out. Ugh, it's the worst. People, people, and I should have done it more than a couple times because people were insistent, including my older sister who used to work in the mar- marijuana industry. So she's like, I can find the one that's right for you. Exactly. Everyone uh, thinks they're an expert. And it was just, it, tur- it you know what it made me feel like? Like I f- lost intelligence and i uh, all fucked with and at one point uh like the, after the first couple of years of stand-up everyone was hanging out and they were always saying to me oh i wonder what Meyer what's this like on weed and i'm like all right get a camera i'll t- smoke weed and you can so everyone will know now so yeah. i don't so you can I, leave me alone about and it. i should have done it because afterwards it felt like my brain lost like stuff that made me like a good comic like it was, I mean, I promise it, might it didn't, but it was, it might be psychosomatic. It might be a little psychosomatic of me, but I mean, it might've gone away temporarily while you were high, but I promise other than maybe memory stuff. I mean, it's to this day. If you do it yeah. occasionally, I really, well, I mean, I can't say what I your mean, brain it's is also like. the effect of me being a self loather. So, I mean, it's, that's not, I have so many problems. It's not an easy journey, but yeah, I, I freak out loud about, yeah. I, I can't imagine not. I, I, I Like, even right now, I, I'm upset at myself. Uh, like, there two things I want to go over. So something I one I already went over. Like, because I brought up the pedophile thing. Yeah. Now I'm all paranoid about, like, like oh, oh it, 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 like, it's just, it's just, I, one time I was on Red Band's pa- podcast, uh, the one he used to do at the Ice House. Oh, yeah. And apropos of fucking nothing, I just was in my head, and it 
the fear was so real. I just started yelling out on live on air. I'm not a pedophile. I'm not a pedophile. And Keith Carey's like, yeah, Josh, we know. On yeah, you're like, we know. If someone like looks back to Ice House Chronicles or whatever. But like, it just came out of nowhere. And I'm glad people understand and know I'm not any kind of bad person, let alone a sex offender. But it just, and I know I'm going in circles on this podcast as well. <laughs> but the second thing is that I haven't talked about is, oh no, I forgot it. Fuck. I hate, this is why, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> it's okay. It's a podcast. It's a conversation. I forget things all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it was, it was, it was that. And then, uh, something about meds diagnosis. Right, maybe? Right. It might have been that it's shit. Fuck. I'm the worst. <laughs> You're not the worst. You're human. We all forget. Yeah. yeah. But like this happens even when I do stand up. like, like, Oh, I will be in the middle of a bit I've done for years and go, I don't know what comes next. Yeah. yeah. And then I just have to like, try to fake my way through it and be like, I'll just transition to something else. Well, I do make use of my, my ability to not lie on I mean, stage. I do a thing and we're trying to turn it into a podcast itself called Josh Meyerowitz can't lie. So <laughs> people can call in live on, on air and literally ask me about anything and I'll answer it. Like the only thing is obviously I can't tell her like, what's my soul. I can't tell you my social security number or like a white, a, a common sensible white lie I'll use. But other than that, I, I, I can't lie. So, yeah. So I mean, this is how it is off stage. Like I'm not. It's not like something put on. Yeah. That's good. I mean, yeah, yeah. Of course. I I feel like I'm going in circles a little bit. I no, apologize. it's okay. Let me um let me get us back on yeah. track. So you were diagnosed at 13 when you heard um 13 14 ish. Right. Um. Did you have any particular feelings when the doctors said that you had autism? Was oh, that that's right. I, the alien. Okay. So I this is goes with what you're asking. I. I, f I didn't feel any different because I was so fucked up from the anxiety. Okay. That, 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 that. Like, I, I, I had no other way about it. I just, I felt like, I would say to the doctor, I feel like an alien. Like, I just, I just, nothing felt right. No matter what, if the medication was now working, now that I was on better medication, it's just, it's just, I, I, I had a hard time in school. I couldn't sit still. I, 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 I my, the way I graduated high school, and I ended up the last like three years in the continuation high school. It was funny. I was the only one there because of a d mental disability, not because I was in of a cr like a crime. Of cr yeah, yeah. Of a, I was never in prison or got arrested at all. Is that I, scary being around people? No, because now? they were actually pretty good people. Yeah, they had just fucked up somewhere. Yeah, exactly. They were. I made like my brother. My little brother went to one, continuation school. Like maybe one friend that I still talk to the, to this day. So like no, no. They there was an understanding. Like I only encountered like bullies here and there. Uh, it's funny, like, what was I going to say? But yeah, I just, I felt weird. Like it was like, even before this was up until standup, I just was, I, st I struggled with myself so hard because everything was hitting me weird. Yeah. Even when the medication was right, it was hitting me weird. I had really, I got into really bad mental situations, including, and I, I talk about this on almost every podcast I've been on, too, where I became, like, my sister convinced me, mom and dad have always been wrong. Get off your meds. And Oh, God, weed well, heads. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And guess what? It made me become so anxious, I became physically violent towards my parents. Oh, no, that's scary. Yeah, and, like, my parents have more than forgiven me, but it, it's just, it's something I go, I, I, I live in... I mean, the time. It, it's always in your brain. The, and the idea that I was physically abusive towards my mother 
Uh. And, 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 and like, 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 like. And that was it, like you went off the meds? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like it was all, like it was a situation where like I got so violent. I pushed my dad down and it's like, if you don't take your meds right now, I'm calling the police. And I had a frame of mind, like, I don't want to go to jail or prison. I'm not because my whole, the crux of my whole, whole psychotics even is, uh, and my psyche in general is I'm not a bad person. I'm a good person. So anything yeah. that they, I felt they were treating me badly. That meant I was a bad person. So I freaked out and became And you abusive. weren't on your meds here. Like just yeah, because I was unhinged from not being on my meds. Yeah. So it's like all those things are more magnified louder. Exactly. So, so like, it, so I freaked, so it allowed me to finally take the meds. And I, I've, I've done everything I can to sort of make things right with them, not just them, but my myself. And, and well, yeah, you got to forgive yourself, too. That's the I, that's, I say that as someone who knows that that's, it's like, haha, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. forgive myself, I, sure. I, I, basically, I basically live with it, but, 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 but because, and my parents, more than, thank God I was born to them, more than loving, desperate to help me no matter what. They uh, sound wonderful. They are. They, 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 they just, it just, it, 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 it eats at me because I know nobody's perfect. And these are things that formed me to become an even better person afterwards too. Yeah. Like I, it's like the, like, or l a superhero origin where, where, you know, something, you did something bad or they something and you learn with great power comes great responsibility. responsibility In my case, with great disability comes more response, more <laughs> more control, learning of control. I fucked it up, but you get the. Cr I get I mean. it. Yeah, I like but it. My <laughs> whole thing in my head to this day lives around. I'm a good person, not a bad person. I don't do bad person things. If I do, that means oh, so like, if I've talked to somebody and I feel I've done badly by them. Like start freaking out inside. Yeah, yeah, I start freaking out inside because not at them because uh, th once again I'm I'm practically religious with my meds. I I never want to go you back. Do you ever yeah. miss them? No. So like, you're like I, very like, organized I, I, about I, like, that. Once, like the worst I've I ever do is once in a while I'll forget to take my my evening or or morning meds, but I always take one or the other even in that one how day. do you organize that do you have like a oh, yeah, calendar yeah. or like yeah, a, yeah. alerts when i wake up in the morning because you're at like like seven and eight in the morning at the very least i take my morning meds sorry i didn't mean to talk over oh you. no go ahead uh, well, or like yeah. around somewhere between 11 to 3 a.m 11 p.m to 3 a.m is when i take my evening meds okay like i have a system okay yeah because i had a thing when i was on pre like daily prescription and even now like just yesterday, this is obviously not anything of the same caliber. I had a migraine. Boo-hoo. Right. Um, <laughs> no, that's not I mean, they're vicious, yeah. but like... Um, yeah, you're allowed to boo-hoo. But at some point, I went to the cabinet to get aspirin. Right. And I was like, did I just take an aspirin? Yeah, you don't want to die. Yeah. So See, do you ever like worry? Yeah. Like, did I already take my meds? Yes, exactly. Oh, I, I'm a very forgetful person. Like, I've never. it's never malicious. I'm just... Here's a fun thing about my forgetfulness. I can re only remember my brother's birthday because it's my, he's my twin, so it's the he's same day. That's like so I funny. can't remember my sister's birthday, and my parents' birthday. That I don't mind being reminded. It's once again very not much, not malicious. I just can't remember anybody's thing. Like like, yeah, I, I very rarely remember birthdays. I have to like save them in my phone. 
Yeah, yeah. I uh, w- when I have like bookings, I put them on my la- the, the you know the note they now they you don't have to post a literal like piece of paper on your laptops like around its screen. There's a, a notepad app yeah. on your thing on your on your on your laptop. So I write everything down there. Yeah, the I do the Google time. Calendar. Yeah. And then I have like alerts go off an hour before in case I've forgotten the day of. See, I don't do that because my anxiety is so strong I don't drive. So I oh. the, I take a special needs taxi places and you have to schedule it the day before every time. Oh, you can't okay. schedule it the same day. Oh, so so that's so you can't have it hap- You can't schedule it for the day before to remind you because. I, because it also it works on its own time. It feels like yeah. That's so, like we'll be there when we get there. They're like yeah, yeah, they're I'll, like the cable guy. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you when I, I tell you when it's time. I'm like mm, so so having it on, having it on something that's always in front of me is important. That's, I mean that is important. Um, there were two things I wanted to ask. I'm trying to think of solidarity. Which one. We can't re- we can't yeah. remember things we feel um, is important. The um okay. So you mentioned before that you were in a lot of special ed. Classes, programs, I was always like in special ed. How did that make you feel as someone who, because I don't know, depending on where you went, because I worked um, with special needs children, right. um, and it was um, very inclusive in that, well, I worked in two different environments. In, in high school, though, uh, when I would just was a class volunteer, it was just anyone with special needs in a class, and there's such an array of what special ed covers uh-huh. that I wonder if we were ever in situations where you felt like, like, okay, yeah, I get that you think I need to be in a separate class, but I don't fit in with this class either. All right. So I've talked about this on other, like maybe if, if everyone else was like severely <laughs> like, or like very low functioning or this anything like that. goes back to what I said earlier about, I felt alien. I didn't know how to feel. So I didn't never had a frame of mind okay. to be like, do, uh, I don't need to be in this class. I'm smarter than this. No, I I had no idea. I was just taking everything. I not this is not the best term, but taking things in stride. Yeah, you're just like, like this is what they put me here. This is where yeah, I'm supposed to be. I, there was a yeah. I was trusting. The worst is, and I uh, once again I've talked about this on many other podcasts. Was I had a situation where for I went to this middle school. This was right before we moved to California. I went there, and this was also. Another crux, this was the crux of how my parents finding out I needed to be re-diagnosed. Yeah. So. Because you were, at this point, they still called it ADHD, is what they thought you had. Yes, I was misdiagnosed. uh, But I went to this middle school, and even whether it was a main, they would put me in mainstream classes. They wouldn't think I was smart enough for those, but I was mostly, and it it didn't matter if I was in special ed or in the mainstream classes, the teachers were bullies. Like they were good teachers, but didn't excuse. They were they. I. Th- it's funny. I didn't have a lot of like kids my age that bullied me at all. But it was the teachers. The teachers were so like vile. unforgiving of the like the fact that maybe you needed accommodations or exactly they wouldn't they wouldn't accommodate me. They would they would they would they would they were good teachers, but it didn't mean how they went about things was good. The one of the prime examples was when they put me in a mainstream history class, and. I struggled. Yeah. I, I had a horrible time at it just because that I was, of course I did. That was my, this is why I'm in special ed to begin with. And the teacher one day, she's like, stay after class. I'm like, okay. She brought, brings me and another same special ed kid that's in the same class. She takes him aside, her, where she's sitting at, the, 
And she points to him and she's like, why can't you be him? What? Why can't you be like him? She was screaming at, like, practically screaming at me. I was crying. She's like, oh, don't cry. Don't, don't, sa- sa- crocodile tears. I was really crying. Oh, wow. She, it was horrible. And it drove, I, back then, I didn't know how to deal with anger or yeah. anything. I was so fucked up mentally from this that one day, like, Two, three days, three, four days before I graduated from school and would never have to deal with them again. Yeah. Just apropos of nothing out of, well, apropos of the fact that they were treating me like they were. But, but in the, 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 I was just sitting during a spelling bee in our class and all of a sudden I just yelled out loud, like really upset. If I had a gun, I'd shoot you all. (laughs) This was, this was two, three, two years prior to Columbine. Thank God. So yeah, I would have had worse treatment for but like i was just upset i didn't know how to i didn't mean it at all i was just upset and i was telling this i was crying (laughs) telling this to the principal but it wasn't crying because i got in trouble i was crying because i didn't understand why they were upset i mean i understood but i didn't understand i was the school psychologist was terrible at her job even before this and and my i'm telling my parents why this was happening It, it finally came to this time where I had it was almost like someone coming up to you to to ask asking you for criticism. I didn't know to tell them these bad things were happening to me until 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 you were like just exploding in the situation in the situation where they were talking to me about what I just said. I don't. I didn't. My parents. I didn't know had an option to give feedback about anyone. There was no option to be near a gun, nor was I. Even if I did, no, I was. I'm not. I wasn't a violent person. I, I, but it's like you have all these like it's a it's a still a violent claim like very misunderstood and then extremely as, well and a middle school child's brain we're all still developing yeah and that's there uh there was research done that says uh, in that like middle school young high school age parts of your brain because it's growing in like certain ways literally parts of your brain like the hippocampus i think like shut down and it's right. like re it's like refurbishing it's basically like your brain's like we're getting a remodel but there's <laughs> like the the rational parts of your brain that like calm you down or tell you to like think about this logically right those like kind of shut off anyways and then coupled with you have this undiagnosed or misdiagnosed things so you're on the yeah. wrong medication which for all anyone knows was exacerbating yeah the, the, the anxiety they, and the supposedly they did yeah yeah, and then, to I mean, to and have then, teachers talk to you like that or just, or they don't understand, so now they're going. Even in special ed, yeah. I, I saw a little bit of that in the, just in, I was just a teacher's aide in high school, but there was right. a couple of teachers where they were so harsh with some of the students, and I was like, I don't know what your training is, that, like, you think that you're supposed to talk to this person, like, like, if they're not understanding the direction, why do you think, like, screaming at them is going to help? Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, uh, that was just, unfor- thankfully, uh, the, when it comes to the screaming, one situation that w- was rare in terms of them yelling at me for for, for absurd, horrible, uh, un- misunderstood reason. Yeah. But it, it, with everyone else, I wouldn't say it was subtle because I couldn't read subtlety back, especially yeah. back then. It was just, it was... It felt blatantly, in a sense, mentally abusive. Yeah. Did like, you ever feel like, you, like you were maybe struggling in classes, and because of I was your struggling. Well, yeah. And do you think that? Did you ever feel like you were being 
sort of punished just because you didn't understand how to like f- function within the classroom or uh, th- th- there was a little or bit because of that. of that struggle even though it was a better situation it was a little bit like that in first to fourth grade okay. uh, in special ed they w- teachers I hope don't do still do this whenever you did something wrong you have to put your name on a board and it makes you oh you have to be last in line when we go to lunch or oh, that kind of thing yeah it's I even I even talked to that teacher in recent years because she moved to California too and she and I told you you t- I, I that really did harm me and she's like that was a good thing that we taught I'm like you believe that but it wasn't it only like I c- it, it I understand punishment like you like if you're misbehaving something has to be right 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 but but they were doing it for I th- it was under her per- uh, their perception as teachers of what should be social skills, yeah. and I get that. Like, but when uh, outside of out loud, you did something wrong, but they would also yell at you or tell you not to cry, as if you, there was a little bit of that uh, suck it up kind of bullshit. Yeah, and like like that that that's horrible. People, the, yeah, kids should be taught to like, express yeah. some emotion. The, some. All of emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, all, I mean, where it's everyone's just like, lock it up, yeah. no crying, pull up your bootstraps. Just as much. It, you I don't know the if they right s- out of my mouth. Yeah. I don't know if they still do that because yeah, no, that's Hopefully the household don't. I grew up in, and like the where it was just like, deal with it. Those kind of assholes who talk about oh, ba- bootstraps. I mean, they're the same kind that voted for Trump, but but yeah, but, but, but like but like <laughs> it's the same kind that don't understand why there's like the participation trophy. Like I can yeah. understand the proliferation of it being bad, but I, but the reasoning behind it isn't the worst. It's more for people like that were in special ed that they they they're not gonna feel be a capable of the success in like sports that the other. So just feeling some kind of accomplishment, like you made some kind of progress personally, that's what the participation trophies are for. Yeah, but they think. Oh, they do that for everyone, even the kids. Yeah, like, and it's gonna make us. No one's gonna be competitive. We're gonna get weak. Fucking a bunch of monsters we've become as a society. Uh, I want to say just something quick back, just to, for people who may have not heard me talk about it before. So, going back to the death threat in the middle school. Death threat. The the the, the way I, if I had a gun, I'd shoot you. Oh yeah, I was like, I thought you. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The, I didn't mean it at all. I was just upset. I didn't know how to deal with my. Well, anger. you didn't know. I mean, it's also. Right, 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 right. So, oh, sorry, I didn't mean. No, to no, no. Go ahead. I but mean, it's so overwhelming emotions. The conclusion to that was they let they didn't expel me. There was some understanding of it, so they let me graduate three days early since it was, but they wanted to have a court hearing, like a like, like a legit a legitimate hearing. like a real court. So. My parents, we lawyered up, and all I had to do was tell the lawyer exactly what I experienced and went through. I never had to see a day in court. The lawyer reiterated what I said, and they cut it off right there. Meaning, 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 there's like, oh, yes, I'm there in the wrong. I really am in the right outside of my outburst. So, like, like, but it's like it wasn't out of nowhere. It was like, okay. Right, right. Well, yeah, they caused, put me in a situation that caused this. So, I didn't have to ever see a day in court, and they even offered uh, counter-suing them. Oh, wow. But we didn't. We were moving to California. Yeah, like, we're just leaving. It's yeah, exactly. We're leaving. We we're just we're don't want our son to be expelled. The fu- yeah, well, like, the, I wasn't. It wasn't about 
or in trouble. Me. Yeah, yeah. It's in trouble, yeah. They didn't expel me. They let like once again. Like he's not a bad kid. Yeah, we they, don't want this on his record. Well, this was a real like court hearing they were doing. This is not like like something some sort of school court. No, it was like was this like a legit threat type of thing? Exactly. So 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 uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, I didn't ever have to see a day in court because he just reiterated, and they're like, "Yeah, you're Meyer Mar- Mar- Meyerowitz versus the state of New Jersey." Or That's I, so funny. but yeah, yeah, the best was my m- parents were like, after all this, they're like, "You know what? Let's go over to George Washington, New York, and find him a doctor there to, to rediagnose." Oh, that well, that's good. That they should have done that from the beginning. Yeah, but at least it was f- like it, it's a you know a big straw to break the camel's back. But exactly. at least they finally were like, you know what, something isn't right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I'll say this about both, you know, dealing with like your outbursts and the way you were treated, and then also going back to teachers telling you not to, telling kids not to cry. I, I know from my understanding, and I mentioned this before I asked you about it. Um, with autism comes sort of hypersensitivity. Yes. In the emotional realm, I yes. feel like um, I I have this theory that I've just made up in my head. Uh, I'm sure I'm the only one who's thought of something similar, but that um, when we learn the senses, like sight and hearing, I really feel like they should teach um, emotions as a sense mm-hmm. because I think sometimes it's not intentional for someone some people go like, why are you crying? Stop crying. Right. I think there are some people, the, the way that some people need glasses to see better, I think there are some people who just don't feel as deeply. Right. And because we're not taught that emotions are on a spectrum and some people are more sensitive, right. they genuinely have trouble comprehending of why someone would be so upset. This is not really well, related. To this day, I, do, I feel numbness and loneliness and it's it's like that commercial like or ad where he's like surrounded by f- family, surrounded by love, still still feels lonely. Something like <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like like uh, I I suffer from like practically manic depression. Like I go th- I go through. I'm not gonna say the same thing. That's right. Yeah, I'm, we're, I'm not manic depressive, but I I suffer some something similar. Yeah, where you like cycle between. I, 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 yeah, I, I just, I, 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 I'm, I'm the, I you feel a I, lot. You have hev- high feelings. Exactly. And it's very, it's the highs t- are high and the lows are low. Exactly. Almost like bipolar, uh, but it's almost numbing in itself as well. Yeah. So, so, so okay. I don't feel things the way, like, like everyone else, like my insecurities, I live out loud, but it's surprising and good. The like, okay, I'm insecure. This is true. I'm insecure about Everything, not in a bad way in terms of I put my problems on others, but I'm insecure. Yeah. The one thing like I'm secure enough is in my masculinity, meaning like okay, uh, like uh, so- someone's like calling me gay or something. Oh, who knows what? Um, I'm like okay. Like, you're like I'm not. Yeah, no yeah. part of me has an insecurity uh, about that. Exactly because you're like, I, like I know enough about myself. It's not even like oh I know I'm straight. It's more like there's nothing wrong with being gay. Yeah, you're like I don't care. Like that's not an insult. Exactly. There's up. very few things I don't care about, and this is one of them. Like like oh okay I I know who I am. You don't. I'm not gonna listen to someone someone being a gross human being. Yeah. Yeah yeah. Um and then I guess I'll wrap a little bit. Wrap up on this. Right. Um, you're Jewish. Mm-hmm. You've got a Jewish mom. Yes. And a lot of us know Jewish moms love their Jewish boys. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like, um, have you ever felt like with the, um, 
like with the autism having a diagnosis of something extra did it ever did it ever feel like your mom like did you worry about her being too worried about you or anything or did you ever feel like mom i I, like was it hard for her to let go of you know like let you be an adult oh well that uh, i mean that's a general thing oh absolutely my mother was the only one upset when i moved out three and a half years ago she was very (laughs) you're my baby you're supposed to be with me forever she, no, she she says that she said this, and I say this on stage, and it's great. Uh, she's like, Yo, "This was back when I still live with them. Your brother and sister moved out, but you still live with us." The doc, <laughs> the doctor always said, "When you were born, I get to keep one." <laughs> oh my god! That's verbatim. Yeah. Uh, it's it, yeah, yeah. But like, once I moved out, she's like, "I, I don't feel comfortable with this. You were supposed to be with me forever." And like, like she's a, like a, not just a mommy, but a mummy. Like yeah. I, I get the uh, when she dies, I'm buried with her. Yeah. <laughs> like, but That's but great. but when I was younger, it felt like in their own ways, whether it was my mother out loud or my dad just seething, like 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 my parents were equally worried, just in their own ways. Yeah. Like it, 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 and by worried, I mean very worried. Yeah. Uh, once I said they were desperate to help me. They just wanted to help me so bad. Like, like they never, they never abandoned me. They never, they always gave me a chance. Yeah. Like, like I get, I got so, I get always to this day and they're this exact same way. So I'm definitely my parents' child. Uh, worrying about oh I'm scared of taking advantage of them I'm scared of taking advantage of everyone of else anyone, yeah. like like and my mom's the same way when I come over to figure out bills with her like once a month uh, I visit them more than that usually but yeah I'm not trying to make it sound like I abandoned my parents like my twin brother did <laughs> he didn't <laughs> he didn't abandon them he still sees them but like okay. but you still see them very frequently so the good much. Jewish boy at going least home once a, yeah at least once a month it's only 20 30 minutes away it's not yeah but but uh, what was I gonna say is, yeah, the bills when we're going over bills and everything, and we're taking out money, and she she's like, I hope you're, we're not taking too much money away from you. I hope you're not like the the feeling is mutual. They their anxiety helped teach my neuroses in a good way to be worried to not take advantage of hu- other human beings. Oh well, that's I mean that's good. I mean it's more of a look, taking the good with the bad kind of thing. Yeah, it's it, you're like well there's there's pros to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seeing the good in it, the positivity in it. I suppose I'm a very positive person just despite my insane amount of neuroses. Yeah, you're, but you still have like a positive outlook. Yeah, it's what keeps me alive. I, I but you know the thing I was saying about depression and still feeling lonely despite like my parents and my doctor always said the more you socialize the more anxious you're going to get so mm. that's just human nature so for me someone who's uh, di- basically diagnosed with a horrible anxiety disorder I'm the hap thanks to stand-up comedy I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life these last 10 years oh, on that. have been a dream at the same time because of what I said I'm the most miserable. Oh I've yeah, ever. you're like because I'm constantly interacting with people, and then I'm going over the interactions, and, and then, then per, 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 my my, uh, my perception gives way to so many things. I, I f- there's a w- word starting with a P where I just constantly stuck in my own world, going over the sa- my encounters with people. Um, I don't know what that word is. I uh, it, it's on the tip of my tongue, and it, it I hate when this happens. But like I'm just, it's not projecting because it has nothing to do with other people. Yeah, that's the word that popped in my head, and I was like, it's not that. No, but no. That it's a, it's a, yeah. I just, I just keep, I'm just, f- I fixate. 
Yeah. Okay. So you like, yeah, you'll just, how was that interaction? Was it okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I, I think at least maybe it's just comics, but a little bit, everyone does it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, anyone who's not a psychopath is like, I hope that went well. Yeah, yeah. Um, you just maybe do it a little more or get stuck on the in the yeah. loop of, well, yeah. I said this. What if they took it this way? Or what if they, and it's hard to let go of, you know what you meant. You can't worry about what they thought. If they thought something wrong, they should say it. But I can't let go of that. I can't do that either. In my mind, I yeah. want to be like, how people view me is not my problem. And I'm like, then why do I keep thinking about it? Exactly. Nobody has an obligation to like me. But I, I said earlier, nobody has an obligation to like me. Or, or, But like, I don't want them to come away with their encounters from me saying this is a, I'm a real problem. Yeah. Oh, I can't imagine anyone I, doing that. Yeah. Um, I hope I wasn't come off gross, rude, or, or any kind no, of No, I think this thing. was very informative. I think it was a just a cool look inside your brain was great um it's it's always out there uh where can people find you uh i'm on twitter and instagram at autistic thunder like thunder like thunder and lightnings Uh, (laughs) funny enough every time i say that when i i think i pronounce the th properly in thunder but then they're like f-u-n-d-r i'm like is it me oh that's so interesting because yeah i wouldn't have thought that at all but then also without maybe people seeing you face to face right so they're trying to think maybe maybe it's some sort of pun on something fun yeah like, i i could interesting i didn't never thought about that before honestly that's a good call uh but yes yeah, it's a-u-t-i-s-t-i-c-t-h-u-n-d-e-r on instagram and twitter and uh roast battle i'm a part of i've been a part of She's since a resident since like the beginning s- pretty much since this third day at least yeah um, uh yeah yeah Every Tuesday night, if you will, if you live in, if you're visiting or living in the Los Angeles area, at the world famous Commie Store uh, on Sunset Boulevard, every Tuesday night, ten thirty, uh, we are, we also pr- have it on what 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 are the streaming apps? Oh, uh, don't with the P. Periscope. There we Periscope, go. Periscope. Yeah. On Periscope, you can find it on there and the like. Uh, I we have lots of fun. It's super offensive. It's so we'll fun. It's horribly offensive. It's the best. <laughs> and Josh is a such a fun part of the show. Uh, yeah. I, and you're I, like a staple. I can't. It's yeah. And uh, but most importantly, I'm a stand-up comic, so I post what I'm doing on there. I should uh, be doing movie reviews soon with Ryan Dune, uh, formerly of it Vine. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and working towards a podcast, uh, Josh Meyer, What's Can't Lie. And I definitely have another pod- a a pilot of a podcast for Def Squad possibly coming soon with uh, this guy, William Montgomery. He's always in a shtick, so meaning he's always being a character meanwhile i'm always real so it's gonna be <laughs> called meth squad oh god yeah red band um, he's got good ideas <laughs> i guess so yeah. i love you red band yeah likewise um all right well thanks for listening guys thank you so much uh josh for sitting down and thank you for me having pick me. your brain this was wonderful love hope i didn't talk over you too much you didn't not at all thank, thank you for having me Jessica. always bye guys bye well there you go all over the map with Josh Meyerowitz. He got real into some stuff. Uh, it was really cool just to hear someone just real honest pull out all their their fears and their things and just an open book and honestly just the sweetest human and we we love him. I say we, I, I mean me, but also just beloved in the Los Angeles comedy scene. So it was such a delight getting to hang out with him uh, and uh, getting to know how he deals with that a little bit better how he deals with uh, 
living with autism and how he finds the humor in it. So I hope you enjoyed it. If you like it, please subscribe, rate, review on iTunes. If you haven't, um, share the podcast with your friends. Everyone's a little bit ignorant sometimes. Big thank you to John, G, and Kathy Terry, exclusive members of the League of Extraordinary Idiots on Patreon. You keep these episodes flowing. And honestly, you keep me sane. I'm excited to uh, start all the new things with the Patreon. And uh, I thoroughly enjoy all our banter on all the internet things. I mean, my God, do I hate the internet, but thank God for funny, fun people who make it better because it's my whole life, it seems, lately. Um, if you want to join the League of Extraordinary Idiots and be, um, and be part of the fun, get our cool uh, m- merch and get postcards from the road. Um, maybe become a best idiot forever and get a subscription box. A little self-care, a little self-love, a little self-loathing, probably mixed all in one. Um, self-destruction. Uh, and even more content from me, check out patreon.com slash ignorance is blessed. Um, follow ignorance is blessed on Instagram. It's at ignorance is blessed. We want to see faces to all the people I interview. I uh, still need to get a photo from Nate um, and Josh. But yeah, we're also on Twitter. But I suck at it. Because uh, I'm, I don't know. I've put all my energy into mine and done what's lately. Uh, not that I was ever really good at the podcast. It's like, I don't know. What do I just put out? What if, should I just like tweet ignorant questions to the universe? Maybe. Maybe that's a thing I can do to up the Twitter. I don't know. Anyway, please keep in mind that no guest is or claims to be a representative for every person who has a similar identity. They're just one person sharing their own experience and ideas to help us get a peek at how things look from their situated position in the world. If you have additional questions for Josh or any guest, you have a topic you'd like to hear covered, the best way to do that, join the Facebook group. Uh, Ignorance is hashtag blessed idiots. Search for it on Facebook. Post it in there. You can also email me, um, ignoranceisblessedpodcast at gmail.com. That's all one word. No spaces, no hashtags, no dots. (laughs) Dots. Um, And I'll do my best to deliver. I'm going to interview a Mormon guy coming up, and um, i got a couple more that I want to get in there, but... Tell me what you want to know. Do you want to hear individual episodes where I just go on about a topic, about what I think something is, or uh, my philosophy on something, or um, specific types of guests, um, be it professions? Do you want me to find a plumber? Do you want me to find a... I don't know. I don't know. Uh, just ask me, and I'll find people to ask, you know? Uh, on that note, keep asking questions, because the more we ask... The more we learn, the more we know. And the more we know, the more we can look down on others who aren't as smart as we are. And isn't that the point? Thank you for listening. <laughs> Thank you for listening, and thanks for being patient with my ignorance. See you soon, idiots. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.